I'm a stranger in your city. My name is Patty Flynn. I got drunk the other night and the coppers run me in. I had no money to pay my fine, no one to go my bail. So I got stuck for 90 days in the Portland County Jail. Oh, the only friend that I... Hey, everybody. Uh, hello, friends. Is that too lame? Is that too cliche? I don't know. I don't just, know. just go with it. Flow. Welcome back to. Welcome back. I got no flow. <laughs> like Steve Zakawan. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike, well, both my legs work. So I don't oh. know. <laughs> Is that a cheap shot? Was that a cheap shot or? At the, the introduction's least, not even done yet. And... I would say one of Steve Zakawan's legs probably works better than <laughs> both of your legs. Yeah, that's legs, probably so. true. Ooh. All right, I also go ahead. Ra- I rap better it. too. I would risk to say I rap better based on my commercial. We I'm not should, rapping right now. We should make an RSL rap video. We should. We should do it. <laughs> no. This is like the Super Bowl shuffle for RSL. Anyways, uh, that was a weird introduction. Welcome back to the Off the Crossbar podcast, everybody. I'm, Welcome uh, back, Jason. Yeah, thanks. I really missed you guys. We uh, did we miss him? I don't know. Based on the show I listened to, you did. Trevor, I did don't you? want to say anything. <laughs> Trevor, did you miss him? <laughs> I did, a little bit. Yeah, me too. Well, thanks, guys. I'm still a little sick, but I'll try to keep it coughing to You're a minimum. sick and ill and dope and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All of the... Why I am a rapper, laughing, so... Trevor? Don't worry about it. Anyways. <laughs> I'm Jason Greenwood, I'm, and I'm back with Matt Montgomery yep. from RSL Soapbox and Trevor Brady from Twitter. we got to get you a website, Trevor, so we, we can just... Yeah, we need something better than on RSL from Soapbox. Twitter. Trevor Brady from Pornhub.com. I don't know if we can attribute that to him or not. But I don't think that so. might get edited out of the show. But let's uh, just no. Anyways. I am not affiliated with that website. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, that got weird. <laughs> so let's talk about RSL. That's uh, kind of what we're here for. Philadelphia. So, uh, Philadelphia. Do we actually want to talk? Do about we want to talk about Philadelphia? Uh, Remind me what happened. It's not the end of the did world. Did you watch that one, Trevor? I did watch that. I think we should clear that up up front. It's not the end of the world. That's it was true. disappointing, but oh, it's well, not it's disappointing. It's not the oh my god, <laughs> what's wrong with this team? Sort of thing that it was getting made out to be. Yeah, we're not Portland yet. What was? Oh, man, jeez. What was the point that you made at the end of the game? That I had a counterpoint to. I don't remember. You don't Literally remember? everything anyone said you have a counterpoint to. Uh, so you you said something like, I think you were just like, point on the road is, is still a good result. Oh, and that's yeah. what it was. And that's then, a coach's answer, though. I'm it, a coach. it is kind of a coach's answer. Coach Matt. Coach M. They the, call me Coach M. The counterpoint to that is, that. No one calls me that, giving up late equalizers at home or on the road is not a good thing. I think no, that's... It's that's desirable. It's we haven't done it at home. What? We haven't done it at home. No, we haven't done it that much this season. That's Twice. true. Yeah, two out of six. Two out of six. And I don't think you can compare that Union game to that San Jose game, because that San Jose game was weird. Yeah. No, yeah there, was... there's, there's a lot more factors than just somebody fell asleep on it. Yeah. On it. But... Now, now, this one, like, it, the factor wasn't somebody fell asleep on a set piece. It was everybody fell asleep on the last set piece. Yeah. On like, the wrong set piece. Yeah. Fell asleep on. Yeah. And, and like... Everyone praised Maurice Saidu after the game, but he had the easiest job oh, yeah. on that header. There were four guys who were just like, uh-oh, just standing there. We had three people... like Run right past him? It was like we were <laughs> marking for a like a long throw-in or something. Yeah. It was kind of strange. Nobody was marking Adu the, the thing, entire time. The thing is, though, is Atanello still almost saved it. 
Like, yeah. people don't give him credit for that. He, I mean, he reacted a little slow, but I think we're spoiled with Ramondo's reflexes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Adonella still almost got a hand on that ball. Yeah, yeah. Which, that's true. A little bit amazing. If he right. did, then it's like an entirely different story. But absolutely, we have the same problems. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I find it tricky to talk about like giving up a goal or or late equalizers because like those problems exist whether somebody bails you out or doesn't bail you out. Yeah, if Chris Schuler had somehow left the three men he was ass- he was tasked with marking, uh, which was bizarre to see in the replays, but he had three men just on his side, and that's all. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know he's fantastic. I love him, but... Yeah, he could have taken a fourth one easy. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised it was only three. Should have put him on a do, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just... I would I, much at some rather... point, you throw your hands up. You say, well, like, sometimes we get bailed out of that situation, but these are not unusual situations for us to be in. Part of that could be with Ramondo being so good and bailing us out a lot mm-hmm. is that we get kind of sleepy on those plays because we take it for granted. Yeah, I say maybe. I say we like I'm out there, but you know what I mean. <laughs> and then another point is I would much rather be talking about this in April than in October. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not the end of the world for this to be happening. Well, and we have like an entirely new coaching staff. Yeah. Now, uh is a Y Bell who's coaching the defense, right? Yeah, I believe so. Uh former Houston Dynamo great. Legend even. Oh, we... Legend. Sure. It is Y Bell, right? Yeah, Craig Weibel. Weibel. Wobble, 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 wobble. I hear that he will wobble, but he won't fall down. Maybe wasn't he the one that played in the Brian Chin game and he like was. gave up his gear to a fan and then halfway he ran through the, game? In the stadium? Yeah, grabbed the like, fan. I got a knob out of nothing. Put his shirt on and sent the fan out. Yeah, the I think he gave play- his cleats too. I think the guy was like wearing his shoes and everything. That's amazing. It was solid. The guy, the guy, fan did pretty well for a guy that was a fan. He came in, got a decent touch, made a decent pass. It was a big yeah. match, too. It was like Mike McGee and goal all over again. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, the Union, I mean, there there were some bright spots. There yeah. were some not-so-bright spots. The first goal, I thought, was more of a, like, oh, than the second, because the whole back line fell apart on that first goal. I, fell asleep. I honestly can't remember how that fast that first goal happened. It was that cross into oh, Winger. That- yeah. Beltran was kind of tucked in, and everybody lost Winger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, nobody the mid- had any idea the Winger was there. Yeah. The midfield There's... didn't track back. It was a beautiful pass. Oh, it was I mean, fantastic. It, it was a great pass, and it was a great run by Winger, and it was just, they just beat us on the counter. Which, I mean, is the kind of goals that, honestly, we're probably going to see that again this year. Oh, yeah. With the way that Beltran and Winger are pushing up and getting involved in the offense and that if, high up. If that's something we want them to do, then I guess we have to accept that a little bit. But yeah. I don't want to. No, you, you don't want it. And you work to prevent it, obviously. I'm not saying, yeah, yeah this is just going to happen and that's just part of our game plan. It's not. But you have to know that if a team counters, I mean, Beltran's got to be looking behind him. Rather than doubling up on the guy that Borchers is covering, he's yeah. got to he's got to look for Wenger and go to Wenger because somebody's going to be making that far run. Yeah. So, yeah, I I don't think that's the last time we see that goal scored. No, I you think know. you're right. LA did that to us a lot last year. Yeah. I mean, they beat us on the counter. They did it to us this year. Yeah. Well, that was kind of well, they didn't dispossession beat us on the yeah, counter, but but that's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. We've just got to watch those dispossessions, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, we had control of the ball, gave it up. And, and then they immediately pushed pass. pass, pass, run. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was. And that was what you Credit to Winger for finishing it, too. I was like, oh, he's going to miss. That was a Sabaria <laughs> finish. Yeah. Yeah. But, it was a good finish, though. I know that 
almost had it covered. Yeah, once again, like, like I don't know. It's what do they say? An embarrassment of riches. Yeah. A what? Embarrassment of riches. It means you have a lot of nice. Have things. you never heard that phrase? Never heard that phrase. We've got a lot of nice stuff. Yeah, we do. Jeff Adnella. Lalo Fernandez, if he ever has to come in, like he's not bad either. Yeah, he's not bad. And then we have the we have Andre a giant. the giant playing for the U twenty team. U seventeens. Oh, is he U seventeen? U seventeens. He's a sixteen year old. He's six foot six, and you you see some six foot six players who are built kind of lanky and long. And he's look like big. A, he look, he's like a normal. He's like Nick Romando expanded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, he's just not a bad keeper. It's he, not just that he's big. He's a he's a pretty good keeper. It's crazy. Yeah. He's built like Per Mertesacker for a Who? six foot six example. Who? What was that? Who? Who's that guy? Who's that he's guy? that really tall guy. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, well. Drink, drink, Peter drink. Crouch? Is that who you're talking about? <laughs> Peter Crouch? Oh, no. Yeah. Peter Crouch is the lanky, stretched out person variety. Peter do have, Crouch. Do we have an MLS Peter Crouch? No. We don't have, like, There's a... not a single league in the world that has another Peter Crouch. I'm just Peter Crouch is the most unique league, striker. He's like in the really world. tall and really scrawny. Uh, Ricketts is well. No, Ricketts isn't that small. We used no, to have Greg he's... Sutton, and now we don't. You, the goalkeeper, he was like six foot yeah. seven and just off. Oh, Tally Hall. Tally Hall's pretty. Tally Hall's pretty, pretty yeah. tall. Well, Fernandez is pretty tall and skinny. Yeah. Watching him out there uh, at striker in one reserve game a couple of years ago. Like, yeah, he's he... played positionally for some reserve games, hasn't he? Uh, well, was... I don't mean like started. Yeah, I think it was just like, oh, let's get him some time. Yeah, it was fun. We, uh, that was the great chant if Lolo's scores were on the pitch. Uh, it was fun. Nice. <laughs> were you there, Trevor? Yes. That was a good memory. That was a fun game. Hashtag RSL family memories. Hashtag Gilsway. Hashtag RSL photo book. We need yeah. one of those. Scrapbook. Oh, yeah. Scrapbook. Scrapbook. That's RSL right. scrapbook. Somebody get on that. Not me. Somebody already has it. How know. about uh, Beckerman's goal? Or more importantly, how about Javi's pass for Beckerman's goal? Oh. 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 The the whole play there was just uh, like Beltran saving what looked inevitably out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sebastian Velasquez controlling uh, and somehow getting like, the ball to Javi. Yeah, yeah. Like wiggling away from being a Sebastian. Yeah. yeah, like how important could that kid be? <laughs> he could be huge. As he much as everyone's talking about Mulholland, I'm more excited for Velasquez. If you yeah, like. but I mean we have more of a sample size for. For Velasquez. I think yeah. Mulholland is just a case of... And it's nothing against Mulholland because he's played great. But it's just like you... you He hasn't had a bad game yet. Like yeah. eventually it's going to come where you're going to be like, oh, and our fan base will inevitably say, yeah, and that's, get the I, Mulholland out of there. We saw that with uh, Johnny Steele when he came in. Yeah. His first one or two games he was... I love Johnny Steele. Great. Day. And then he had one or two games where he was just a joke. Yeah. You know? And I think... I think you're right. I think we'll probably see that with Mulholland, too. But Come up, he'll have a bad game, and then all of a sudden everybody's just... And maybe that won't happen. Maybe he can keep it up somehow. Well, yeah, in which case, I mean, that's the awesome. goal, but let's prepare ourselves for the probable inevitability yeah, of I mean, him having a bad game. Have we had a player that hasn't had a bad game for us? Gravoy. That's true. Gravoy <laughs> is a golden god. Even Ned's bad games are still decent. Yeah. It's just well, Ned yeah, being we have, Ned. We have players that, that when they have a bad game, they look they look all right. Like Kyle Beckham, when he has a bad game, you know it's a bad game for him. But yeah. like on any other team in the league, it's probably that's still just not like that the picture bad. of consistency. I know, yes. and I think that's one of the reasons people knock him, like inexplicably knock him. But he's not 
flashy. He's just yeah. He's just out there. And he's, does his thing. He's and, like the polar opposite of Louis Gill at this point. Yeah. Which is interesting because I think Louis Gill, like, if he ever finds that consistency, uh, I'm just like hugely excited. Trevor, you have something to share with the group? Uh, not with the right group? now. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Oh, I just is got it a, a listener question? I got a listener question. It's pretty yes. good. Like it. Is it actually a listener question? It is actually a listener It was okay. a solicited listener That's question. It's not like a <laughs> Tinder match or anything? Uh, it's not a yeah, Tinder match. Yeah, we're not talking about those. <laughs> Anyways, Matt let's keep it PG. Matt wouldn't know about Tinder matches. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to install the app to find out, I guess. True. I thought, um, just since we're on the subject of midfielders... Uh, I was listening to On Frame last night. Excellent show, boys, in case any of you are listening, which you probably aren't. But anyways, On Frame, you guys should listen to it on Tuesdays before you listen to our show on, on Wednesdays. Thursdays. It's Wednesday. Well, but, but they won't listen to it Thursday. Thursday. You're right, shut up. Um, okay. You don't have to shut up. Okay. They, they made the point no, that, oh. so if Mulholland keeps playing as well as he is, right? And there's the, well, maybe Mulholland should start over Gill question, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. When Beckerman leaves for the World Cup... What about sliding Ned in the Beckerman spot, and then you have Mulholland and Gill? I, I... But, like Dunny said, Dunny, I mean, being a player, and he had a point, is Cole Grossman's earned a shot oh, at, yeah. at starting for Beckerman there. Yeah. But yeah. it's nice to have that backup plan, because Ned can play that spot that Kyle plays, and not poorly. Yeah, it's... And it pushes us into, a, like, a different setup, and that's interesting. Yeah. And I'd like to see more of a different setup sometimes, just because I'm kind of a nerd about those things. Grabovoy kind of has the, like, Brad Evans problem, where Brad Evans can... Problem, in quotation marks. Brad Evans can pretty well literally play anywhere in the midfield. He can also play outside back. So, for Seattle... Let's put Ned right back. He plays... I mean, you have no idea where Brad Evans is going to play, because he's just so good. Wherever DeAndre Yedlin doesn't happen to be. (laughs) Yeah, he's just... He's good enough that he can play in so many positions. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a really good point. Grabovoy's fine where he is, and Grabovoy's also good in Beckerman's spot. But yeah. you is, got, he's you, pretty good at the point, too. you got to give somebody else a shot. And I, I think it would be very wise to give Cole Grossman a shot. And if Cole Grossman gets there, and he's just awful, blows it. Which I don't see happening. I don't see well, it. I don't see it happening likely, either. But, but if he does, then it's very easy to say... Oh, well, we know Ned is good at it. Ned can play that position. We can yep. just slot Ned in, bench Grossman, if it comes to that. And we we've got replacements for Ned's position. What? We could recall your Donnie Alvarez. He's not um, alone, is he? I don't think so. We can't re- recall anybody that we waved and then was signed elsewhere. Can we recall Lavelle Palmer? Are you just, like, failing to remember things, or are you talking about what, recalling, fail- like, uh, pulling him back? I'm talking you about it you. Up. You're I the know. one who said recall. I was making a bad putt, <laughs> which implies loan, and he was alone. We I waved know. him. I know. Him. End of. But it is nice to have that depth at midfield because really you've got and, even with Beckerman gone, you have Gill, Moland, yeah. Velasquez back, yeah, uh, Grossman, Grabovoy, that Javi. kid from uh, from a, what's it's called uh, Breaking Bad, the kid, Jesse, John Sturzer. Sturzer. Oh, Sturzer. Why haven't yeah. we seen Sturzer? I think uh, it's just a case of... Just too many other people? Yeah. Uh, it's interesting to see Luke Mahal start above him. I mean, and Sturzer, uh, Sturzer of, those consistently made the bench. So there's something, yeah. there's got to be something to his game. I'd love to see him. That, that's that's the thing. He's been on the bench much. pretty much every single game this year, but we haven't, we haven't seen him. 
I know. And he I, wasn't we haven't bad seen him this season. The last game last year, year before he got hurt, he played pretty well before he got hurt. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw a couple of reserve matches. Saw was him was play. he a rookie last year? Yeah, yeah. yeah he was. He's, he's only a second year, so I mean, he's still got plenty of time. Oh yeah, like, I'm not but, worried, but yeah. I'd like I just to see more of him. I really, really liked what Maybe I saw. Maybe he's the long term Ned Grabavoy replacement. Yeah, yeah. and, and he, he does seem like the Ned Grabavoy sort of player. That's perfect. And okay. when we're substituting Louis um, Skill out, uh, we don't. We we want a more attacking player in the diamond, right? That's fair. I think I think Grossman's more the grab a boy replacement. Maybe Sturcher's more the. I thought Grossman was more Beckerman's guy. Well, I'm, that, that's what I mean. Yeah, but, but I said that funny. Grossman can play box to box. Gotcha. Oh yeah. He that's... can also play defensive. Yeah. Grossman, I think this year has seen more time playing as the box to box guy. He's come in for sub for like Gill. Um, yeah, once or twice. Once. Came in for San Jose. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, how many times has Gross have we seen Gross? We've only seen him like twice this year, right? San Jose and LA. Last LA year here. when he played. Portland. He, he, he didn't come in and play. Maybe we Beckham should play him spot, against Portland. Historically speaking, he's done Ooh. pretty well against them, if yeah. I recall. That oh, that goal. That was a good goal. My favorite thing about that goal is that the call on TV, he called it as Grabavoy scoring. And was like losing it, the Grabavoy scored. Yeah. But they like they went all like KGB on it, and they totally erased any evidence of him calling it that. Even when you watch like the replays now, it's dubbed over, where it's just a recording of Bill Riley saying it's Grossman, and it sounds so out of place compared to the rest of the audio. It's really good. I've never noticed. It's that. really That's good. Amazing. Never yeah. noticed that. Bill Riley. Uh, yeah, King I'm on of... to these conspiracies. Yeah. <laughs> can, can we talk about um, one thing real quick? No. Kind of, More kind of than backtrack. One, but yeah. Go ahead. The um, well, we've already talked about it. the Beckerman goal. Yeah. How many times have we seen that exact thing happen? And how many times has there been somebody on the opposition, like, you know, defending that in any way whatsoever? You know when we saw that? Johnny Steele scoring that goal last year. Yeah. Two, two years ago against, what, Portland? It was against. It was yeah. the same game as Grossman's goal. No, he wasn't here last what? year. Oh. Oh. That's right. Yeah. Grossman got the tying goal. Steele also got the tying goal, right? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's why I'm making exactly that the same thing. The, the ball's you know taken to the end zone, <coughs> cut back in. It's every, a goal for Kyle Beckerman. Every time it's a cut back to Kyle at the top of the 18. Yeah, I'm I'm just sitting here waiting to see when people start realizing that. Well, it's a and difficult it's, run to watch, right? It's similar to the Sabo goal from MLS Cup. That wasn't the first time Sabo scored that goal. Where yeah. Beckerman's cut across the middle and just no looked it. He did it against San Jose last year too. Yeah, but that yeah. But yeah. it's it's funny how it just seems like that's a drawn up play at this point. Yeah, it really if, is. If yeah. somebody's got a ball coming in the side, Beckerman's just going to be chilling at the top of the eighteen, chilling, wide open, <laughs> waiting for somebody to just dribble the ball across the top. Well, and, part and he's of just going to put it to the post. He he starts those runs a little deeper, and typically you're not going to mark the the defensive the deep player, runner, right? Yeah. No, you're not. But I mean, you've got to watch the run. But just at this well, point, you would think that they would totally fell asleep. Yeah, they there were literally somebody yeah. on Beckerman. There was just three of them standing there in the box, just looking at Javi, like, "What's he going to do?" Yeah. yeah, and Beckerman ran right past him. So, well, those guys were the three were at the other side of the box. I thought they were top of the box too. No, they were they were cr- kind of around where Sebastian where Sebastian went down. <laughs> where Sebastian went down. And then pass is the hobby. Is and it then just Sebastian this week, right or is it Rufio, or Tian, or Sebas, or Vela, the man of a thousand? Nick- Vela. I've heard. I've seen. Who Vela. calls him Vela? I'll tell you. Vela. I'll tell you later. Do I, I think I know him. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on. Where did Vela come from? Velasquez. Velasquez. 
Oh, that's so not disgusting. Carlos Vela, the man of a million chips. That's yeah, that's what Mr. I was doing. Chips himself. Mr. Mexico International, <laughs> kind of anymore. Quote but, international. Yeah, he could be if he wanted to be. Yeah, but he doesn't want to, so he's not. So that's the end of that discussion. All right, but let's move on. I thought Sebastian played really well. Actually, yeah. no, he did. I he was, I think, the brightest spot uh, in the last, like after the Beckerman goal. Yeah. No, I guess there wasn't a whole lot of time. There wasn't a whole lot of bright spots either. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So, but, so he's definitely it's, one of them. It's Beckerman goal, uh, Garcia run, and the Sabo flick on header that that set. Garcia had a really good game too. Yeah, I thought he did and too. It was he probably didn't the score best a goal, which everyone oh he's a striker. He's got to score goals. It's the same. It's the Robbie Finley argument all over again. But I thought Garcia had a really solid game, and I, I think he actually worked uh, like in tandem with the midfield. Yeah, he didn't get separated from the midfield so often. Yeah, and it's clearly still a problem he's working on. It's not. He's not perfect. Yeah, uh, as much as I'd love him to be perfect, and we also he is perfect. We also just have to remember that Garcia is, at least for the time that he's been with RSL, he's basically been a come off the bench. Yeah, he's striker. an impact sub. He, he's he's an impact he's a sub, great impact sub, and he's a great impact sub at it. Impact subs score not that much. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, I and mean, their impact, like they're called impact subs, but their impact is a lot more than just getting a goal. It's yeah. stretching the play, field, it's opening yeah. things up. Yeah, you're yeah right. it's it's a lot more than that. So Garcia, he played a great game. He did everything he's supposed to. He didn't get a goal, which there comes a point when, as a striker, you do need to start scoring goals. Yeah, you can't just get by on. Well, it was a pretty good game. Just wait till October, close. like Robbie Finley does, and you're good to go. <laughs> That's true, Robbie Finley. I can't wait till Robbie's back. Yeah. But, We'll yeah, see and, him and for a while. What another month? Uh, probably. Finley Finley's still out. Um, Plot has been out. Plot has been Plot out. Has so trained the last two days. Yes, we, we're not. You, with our forward core, you can't really scrape the bottom of the barrel because they're really yeah. good. But Garcia, yeah, Garcia is still lower on the depth chart. We're not relying on him. I yeah. would put him at the scoop. bottom. Well, Benji, if you count Benji, Benji. Yeah, well, and it's nothing yeah. against Benji. It's just yeah, weird. it's just he's where he is. Course, he's in the twenties. Yeah. yeah, but but Garcia, I mean, Sandoval is probably higher than him, and honestly, yeah, it's he's just, not starting, I mean, but it's just it's he just can't a matter pair of pairing. Solo. We don't yeah. have a good pairing available right now. Yeah, Finley and, and, and Sandoval, though. Yeah, that's just what you got to remember about Garcia. It, it's okay if he doesn't really score goals because right now, like he's fourth or fifth on the depth chart. Yeah. They're kind of asking him to do what Plaza did last year because he didn't score a ton of goals last year. He just kind of opened up. Yeah, play until for the Sava. end of the, he really yeah. picked up toward the end. Yeah. After he, he took like a little break and came back from which carried over into this year. Yeah, maybe he'll yeah. score again this weekend. That'd be cool. So it is kind of a concern that that kind of puts the goal scoring onus on to Sabo. Kind yeah, of. but yeah, who, who's kind of hot and cold and he's not perfect on the road but, by any means. No, he's not. And at, but by the same token, like. There are worse guys to rely on for goals, though. And yeah. we are still scoring goals. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're, we're still scoring. We're still tying and winning what, games. What, six games? We've only had one game we didn't score a goal? Kansas City? Yeah, and that was against Kansas City. Yeah. yeah. There's not a lot With of teams that score seven starters goals. missing? Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was seven, seven starters like that, yeah. missing. Yeah, so it... It doesn't feel that way, though. That's the really remarkable part, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like, we have, I, we have starters missing. We're like, okay, we'll, we'll be okay. Yeah. It's just... Keep calm and sub in the next guy. <laughs> Hashtag. Yeah, just, it feels like we need to be worried about Garcia's production. It feels like we need to be worried about a couple things going on. And really, I just don't think we do. Yeah. What do you think of all the the 
substitution talk. Like, there's been so much criticism about Kassar not using all of his subs and, and et cetera. The same cetera. thing happened to Jason Christ. People criticized him for his subbing patterns until well, his last year. And, I and I think really a big like part it. of it is Kassar being new. He's a new a coach. Bit, People like, are going to Who's he going to sub in there? Yeah, well, even, even in Philadelphia, Grossman was about to check into the game when Adu scored. And then he pulled him and he said, no, you know, come back. Yeah. Which makes sense because why throw in somebody else and risk another goal? Yeah. Because you've got someone brand new in for the last seven minutes. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those things. People like to see a coach using all three subs because it looks like the coach is doing something. And in, in a lot of cases, really, using three subs is coaches going through motions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of time, and that's that's what Christ did a lot. Yeah, he put substitutions in strictly just to get his sixty-second minute sub. And yeah, he, and he had like he had a sub or two at 60, minute 60 minutes, and then. Coaches a lot of times will save them for extra time if yeah. you're winning near the end of the game. Yeah, and maybe or we maybe we've had players who have been kind of injury prone. That's yeah, there's certainly something that we've been concerned about having players injured already. So yeah, substitution is really not something that right now, especially. Are people I mean, actually worried about this? It, it sh- it's been a topic. Know. I've seen it floating around Jason the Twitter machine and it. Facebook, but that's a black hole that you yeah, don't let's not get worry about what people say on Facebook. So no, it's just if you listen to the show and you don't have Twitter. And you're strictly on Facebook for RSL. You should get on Twitter. Facebook. Why aren't we on Facebook? Oh, let's do it. Let's let's uh, crack we, into that. Do we market. want to attract the Facebook crowd. Sure. <laughs> okay. Are they listeners? Will they send us questions? That makes and sense. money. Send us money. We don't really need money. It'd be kind of cool. You don't really need money. <laughs> we could buy like stuff. Headphones. Yeah, headphones. I was thinking like pizza. <laughs> we could buy like a Sabo fathead. Just, we could put it on the wall. <laughs> just put it on your wall. We could put it on the wall. There were Beckerman ceiling. ones. Somebody I know has a Beckerman one, but I can't remember who. That's amazing. If you It'd are the person that shit. Jason knows with the Beckerman fathead. And you don't need it anymore. Write to us at, yeah. at OTC Podcast on Twitter. Or send us a letter in the mail. You can get our address on Twitter yeah. if we, uh, if right we are so inclined to uh, OTC give it to Podcast. You. And one of these days we'll take, in, uh, take callers. Yeah. Ooh. Have we thought about that? We kind of got that. I've thought about we've, it. We've been kicking around a live show on pregame show. Yeah. Yeah. Like a midday. You know, a good pregame show. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I was kind of thinking we should. Uh, I'm going to sit over here, guys. Yeah. I'm like sick. I think my cough's coming back. <laughs> we can but, crack into the postgame market. Not a whole lot going there. We are not doing a postgame show. Boom. Um. We'll anyway, just talk I, about how great Robbie Findlay is. <laughs> just to balance out the other post-game show. Should we move on? What are we are, talking are we about done next? With Philadelphia? Are we? There wasn't a lot to talk about. I mean, well, well, I we talked we, for a while, yeah. but <laughs> there was plenty to talk about. We'll move on. Let's move on. Good game, guys. Freeze the blood of an honest man in the Portland County Jail. Oh, such a bunch of devils no one ever saw. Robbers, thieves, and highwaymen, breakers. Of- uh, hey, everybody! Welcome back. Uh, we were joined earlier, but now later, because this is like some time travel stuff, by Will... Conwell. Conwell. I almost said oh. Cromwell after we were joking yeah. about it. <laughs> Will Conwell from Stumptown Footy, which is uh, the Portland Timbers SB Nation blog. It's actually a pretty solid blog. Definitely better than what we have here in town. Oh. And <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, shots fired. Anyways. I'm going to go cry. It can be found over at... Stumptownfooty.com. Yep. 
And uh, Will joined us to talk about the Portland Timbers and the weather in Portland, also mourning the Timbers' form, and a couple of other things. So here's that interview, and we'll be back after. We're here with uh, Will Conwell from Stumptown Footy over at StumptownFooty.com, SB Nation's Portland Timbers blog. Will, how are things over in Portland? Uh, great. The, uh, the skies are a little gray right now, though. In Portland? Shocker. No way. <laughs> I've heard that's never the case. Not once in the history of Portland before. I don't know what's going on. Is, is it possibly your record to this point? Oh. You know, that might be coloring things a little bit. I I understand. <laughs> that was kind of a low blow. I, well, it wasn't meant to be a low blow. I mean, like, if we had that record, I'd be kind of down. And yeah, it's true. Everything would seem a little more gray. It's still early. Yeah, that's true. Uh, how do you feel about your start to the season? It's clearly not great, right? Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely not what uh, what people were expecting this year. Um, you know, if you look back at any of the the preseason rankings or the power rankings or any of those good things, um, you know, Portland was up there, uh, and to start the season six games in without a win. Uh, it's definitely trying uh, for uh, for the fans who had their hopes up pretty high. No, and rightly so. Last season, you guys were... Uh, I mean, you bested us, and I think that's saying something. Um, yeah, well, I think... You, uh, you bested us in the record. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, RSL is definitely a sore spot um, as far as a lot of Timbers fans recollections of last year ago we're doing uh, uh, fist pumps over here just so you know <laughs> fair enough you know if i was in your position i would be as well <laughs> yeah i mean is that a sore spot going forward like is that something you think portland fans and you personally are worried about uh yeah to a certain extent um i think it's sort of been superseded by uh worrying generally about you know beating anyone, uh, let alone RSL. Um, but yeah, the you know, coming into the season and, and even over the last few weeks, um, you know, a lot of the talk really was, you know, how do we um, evolve this team in, or how, how does this team evolve so that it can beat not, uh, not just teams in general, but RSL in particular. That's like, that's how much all those losses stuck in, that's really interesting. Uh, I don't know if I expected that. But. Yeah, I, I didn't. I mean, I did kind of do a point, but maybe not to that extent. Yeah, I, so what do you think the problem's been this season? I mean, is there one you can pinpoint, or is it just a combination of factors? Well, it is It is hard to, to pinpoint one specific thing, um, but there are a couple big ones that really stand out. Uh you know, obviously coming into the season, the Timbers uh, were missing a big part of the uh, the wide play that they had last year. Yeah. Um, Rodney Wallace going down with a uh, ACL tear in the game against you guys, another uh, mark against you as far as Timbers fans are concerned. It's understandable. Uh, really, uh Has really limited the wide play. And then, of course, you know, the team brought in Steve Zakuani, but... You know, he's Steve Zakwani. He's been dealing with injuries, um, so he's been limited in terms of what he can do out there as well. Uh, 
So that's that's one big thing that the Timbers have sort of lacked uh, through the first few weeks of the season. Yeah. Um, and then beyond that, uh, there's been sort of a, a general sort of malaise around the club. They, it just seems like a lot of players are not playing up to the same level uh, that we saw from them last year. Yeah. And uh, players like Diego Valeri, Will Johnson, uh, even uh, really consistent guys like Darlington Nagby and Diego Chara, you know, people uh, people want them to step up, but they haven't all been able to do so at the same time so far. Yeah. And it's interesting to hear Will Johnson in that list. I don't know if, if we'd have we'd have thought that looking in from the outside, but yeah, why would you say that's the case? Uh, well, I think I think it, when we're talking about Will Johnson, um, what people have sort of missed so far this year from him uh, has been the the offensive uh, end of his game. Yeah, and obviously he scored against Chivas, and that was you know on one of his late runs into the box. Something he was amazing at last year. Yeah, he was amazing uh, here at that too. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he just he hadn't been able to to do that through the first uh, five games of the season. That was really the first time we saw him do that effectively this year. Is that a systemic thing? Is that him? Uh, what what do you attribute that to? That's it's puzzling, isn't it? Well, um, from what I saw, it seemed like uh, so he and Diego Chara, of course, they play the two holding midfielders, and they balance when they go forward, when they stay back. Mm-hmm. And it really seemed to me that Chara has been getting forward a lot more this year. And it's hard to say if that is something that, you know, is a result of how teams are playing them, or if it's a just a result of circumstance, or if it's something that Caleb Porter, you know, has been game planning, uh, something that he's been asking them to do. Yeah. Uh, but... In this last game, uh, where we saw him get forward, and you know he had, I think he had five shots. He had the most shots of anyone on the Timbers, um, and he, you know, he looked like he had that same sort of effectiveness. Now, this whole year, his uh, his defending, um, his passing, it's it's been spot on, mm-hmm. but people have really been missing that offensive impact from him. Yeah. Let me let me ask you a question. Let me jump in. Um... You guys signed in the offseason, Paparato, and he started the first four or five games. This last weekend, Footy Danzo comes in, and in my opinion, looking at it, it, night and day difference. Much better defensively than Paparato. Do you agree with that? What do you think about Danzo instead of Paparato? So, uh, the thing about uh, Paparato, he... He's been a very high-risk, high-reward defender through the first few games of the season. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, he's been at the center of a couple really, really bad plays for the Timbers. Awful plays. Uh, just, you know, uh, giving up goals in games that might otherwise have been wins for the Timbers. Um, but, you know, if you look at uh, what he's done, he's also... Uh, when he's been in there, um, consistently been one of the best uh, players uh, in the league at stepping up uh, and breaking up plays before they have a chance to develop. It's when he's on the back foot, when he's trying to, uh, you know, run down uh, Quincy Ameriqua, uh, 
or you know when he's trying to recover that <laughs> these bad things happen um that and set pieces which for whatever reason the timbers have historically had a difficult time dealing with under caleb porter we can <laughs> yeah we can relate to that feeling <laughs> so what do you what do you think about this weekend as far as that defensive pairing i mean i think cause pretty well set as definitely gonna play uh do we see footy or do we see paparato um i i think that uh as far as the defense goes the timbers are going to keep it practical they're going to keep footy in there um the uh, practices this uh, this last week have been pretty closed down, so we haven't really gotten any real indications from uh, from Porter from what's uh, been going on around the camp hmm. um, as to who's actually going to play. But is that my typical, or is, is just that, that uh, Footy's got to stay in there? Are our practices typically closed like that, or is that kind of just something that's taken place this week? Um. It's uh, no, I'd say that's it's uh, definitely more common uh, than not. Oh, that's interesting. I uh, here at Rouse, like uh, basically every practice is open, so it's it's. I think we're kind of lucky in that regard, and especially that I've uh, sensibly had a crazy man as our coach for the last seven years. For that to remain the case was was, uh, I think, a little surprising. Now, with Jason Christ gone, does that change any of the motivation? think some of the motivation from Caleb Porter came from wanting to beat, you know, basically uh, the storied elder of the group? Uh, yeah, I really think that that is the case. I think Porter, you know, really wanted to uh, to have another crack at Kreis. Um, and, uh, you know, having him not in the Western Conference and not in the league at all uh, this year um, is something that he's probably pretty disappointed about. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think I think that uh, being able to uh, get a win against a, a team coached by Christ uh, would be something that he would take a lot of pleasure in. That's not terribly surprising. Uh, I'm sure most coaches take pleasure in that. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Porter Porter is an extremely competitive guy, um, and so to have gone up against a, a coach so many times last year. And have not come away with a win. I can't imagine that it doesn't just eat at him. Yeah, that. that so, so I'm wondering um, if you were to take the pulse of, of Timbers fans right now, what what would it be? Is it disappointment that the season started this, you know, kind of poorly? Is it panic? Is it sort of <clears throat> a contentment that you know maybe last year was overperforming? Uh, what? What are uh, Timbers fans thinking right now? Um, it's definitely not contentment, and I don't think it's panic. I think there's uh, really two camps, uh, some of which uh, are starting to get uh, pretty <laughs> edgy about the performances, right. um, and uh, and looking for uh, what's going wrong. Uh, and, you know, another camp uh, that's maybe a little bit closer to the contentment side of things. But, uh, you know, the group who are sort of saying, look, we've got really talented young guys in here. We've got a good, solid core. Uh, 
we know they're capable of winning games. They'll get to it eventually. You know, they're not necessarily happy with how things are going, but they uh, they believe in the team and they believe in uh, Caleb Porter as a, a leader. Let me ask you this. Um, with all the ties that Portland has had this season and especially last season as well, um, do the fans or do the team feel that they're happy with the amount of ties? Because, I mean, a tie is it's still a result. Um, or do they feel like they're dropping points with all these? Well, so something that, um, that Porter probably says every week um, is, uh, is, you know, you never want to go in uh, looking for a tie. They want to win every game. Um, that being said, you know, this, this team is very pragmatic uh, in their approach to the game. You know, they'll, they will take a point, especially on the road. Um, but they always want to go in and win the game. Um, now, right now, this season, I think the draws are uh, not something that the uh, Timbers fans are particularly happy with, especially when so many of them could have easily been wins. Uh, particularly when you look at like the Seattle game, where you know you give up two goals in the final minutes of the match uh, after scoring four, like, that should have been a win. Um, and the fact that they couldn't hang on and do that uh, is something that has irked people. Do you think that that Seattle game? How much of that would you attribute to uh, Ricketts being out? Do you think if he'd been in, the result might have gone differently? Uh, it's possible he could have pulled some magic out i mean he has made some amazing saves for the timbers over the last year and i mean even this season he's made a couple pretty great ones um but with the way that the goals went down in there it's sort of hard to imagine that he would have really been able to affect the outcome um but then again you know that's that's four different chances uh that he would have had to do so so possibly but i'm wouldn't bet on it. Is there any worry about the mental strength of this team? Uh, there's been a lot of questions about that uh, in this last week. Um, but, you know, I think that uh, this is really a group of guys who are built, brought in uh, and built up to, to have a particular mentality. Um, and, you know, another one of Porter's favorite things to say uh, is keep your highs low and your lows high. Last year, they had a lot of practice at keeping their highs low. Um, and this year, I think we're going to see, <laughs> well, right now we're seeing uh, how good they are at keeping their lows high. Hmm. Uh, I think so far they're doing uh, doing pretty well. I mean, and this game probably comes at a good time for them because it's one that inevitably they're going to get up for, right? Yeah, um, you know, they're, uh, so the, the, the Seattle game, um, you know, people sort of, but you know, okay, you know, they're, they're going to get up for this game. This'll, this'll be something that'll, that'll, uh, get the team going. And then the Chivas game, uh, people sort of thought, well, you know, this, uh, this will be a game where, you know, they can run over these guys. They destroyed them last year. Um, so this game, I think people are sort of uh, 
moving away from the situational uh, motivation and mm. just uh, thinking about you know what does the team need to do within themselves to uh, to get themselves uh, going properly. That's interesting. Has has there been a lot of thought maybe that how many of the the newer faces that they brought in in the off season might have affected the chemistry that they had last year? I. Uh, yeah, I think that's been. Um, I think there, there's sort of two sections to that. So the, in terms of the on-field chemistry, uh, you know, obviously Paparato meshing with Ka, uh, you know, and then where does uh, Gaston Fernandez fit in? That sort of thing. There's been a lot of questions there, um, you know, just in terms of how the team fits together. Hmm. Uh, as Porter sort of continues to remake it in his desired image. Um, Where there hasn't been as much talk is in the locker room, which was really one of the team's strengths last year. Yeah. This year, uh, there really just hasn't... I mean, obviously we're still not that far into the season, um, but this year there hasn't... uh, There just hasn't been as much... uh, talk about what's going on inside the locker room um last year we talked a lot about it in a in a really positive way um this year though there just really there hasn't been a chance to really as uh, a lot of uh people around here have been pretty preoccupied with just getting the first win yeah so are you is everybody looking forward to a chance to see how steve zakulani works and how he plays <laughs> um i think we know how he raps but... uh around here feel like they've got a pretty good idea of how he works and how he plays at this point um but uh if they ever hear that phrase again they'll <laughs> probably run him out of town yeah i i think the same thing would happen in solid city yeah probably <laughs> or we'd start a chant about it I don't, that sounds fun too yeah uh, so I don't know. Do we have any more questions for you? I think not. Not really. No. <laughs> uh, so uh, w- we would like from you a prediction as to the scoreline, and we'll offer our own uh, predictions, and we'll see how that goes. A prediction as to the scoreline. Yeah, there's there's nothing writing on it. Uh, we don't even like brag about it so <coughs> we probably should we're never there. right so yeah that's true. <laughs> I, I got it right. i've been close to right once or twice well yeah. what do you think well i have not yet uh predicted the score line correctly in a game this year um predicted and i'm win. feeling very pessimistic this week so i'm gonna go three to one uh salt lake wins um and I'm going to call a Darlington-Nagby goal for the Timbers. Oh. Uh, probably just before the half. Hmm. I'll take it. Right, yeah, Jason, what be... do you think? Oh, I'd, I'd be comfortable with 3-1. I could, I could tolerate <laughs> a 3-1 win. I could be okay with that. I don't know. I'm, I'm actually kind of pessimistic about this game. It just seems like one of those games that, because, you know, there's so much talk about RSL, you know, we, I don't want to say we always beat Portland, but beating <laughs> Portland has kind of become a tradition. And 
it, and Portland doesn't have their win yet, and you know they're hungry for a win. So it, I could see us winning three one, or I could see Portland bringing a surprise and getting a win. But I'm, I'm notoriously pessimistic. So I'll say three one, three one RSL. That's my final, final answer. Final answer. It does kind of feel like a trap game because Kassar is yet to lose. Right, we're the last undefeated team. Portland hasn't beat us in a while. You know, so it, it feels like everything's going our ourselves way and not so much Portland's way right now, and that's what makes me think that we might drop this Yeah, one. the Open Cup final felt like that, too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Bring that up again. No, but I, I do think, honestly, I, I think we'll probably end up getting a draw, like a 1-1, 2-2 draw. Not a very, I mean, it's not going to be Seattle-Portland again. It's not going to be that high scoring. But uh, I'm going to say we draw one or two goals apiece. Uh, I always go with a 3-0 RSL victory, uh, so I'm going to do that again. I think, did it come true this year? Yeah, you, uh, po- Toronto. Oh, Toronto, that's right. Uh, but I always predicted in, in <coughs> bizarre ways. Um, Who scores, Matt? Caleb Porter. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not going to go with the coach scores. No yeah, you've been again. the coach a couple times. Um... I'm going to say uh, maybe an Alvaro Sabrio hat trick. That'd be okay. That's easy. A Will Johnson own goal hat trick. Oh. (laughs) But we we still love Will Johnson here. Yeah, we Um, still do. But part of me kind of hopes that he becomes a pantomime villain this week. uh, Because we just, we don't have one of those in Salt Lake anymore. Trevor, why are you ripping that paper? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, well, who d- we don't have Mastroni anymore. I mean, yeah. we will. He's coaching Colorado. But... Well, Portland has Harrington. We hate him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry if uh, Michael Harrington hates the kind of awkward abuse we give him, but it's just... It's, it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's strictly fun. <laughs> um, if it does encourage you guys in Portland, uh, it does look like Nick Romando's out for this one. So Definitely. Well, that is very encouraging because he has done... Uh, some terrible, terrible things uh, to the Timbers over the years. He, he's done that to most of Cascadia over the years, <laughs> actually. Seattle aren't big fans of his either. I don't think anyone is. Yeah, well, we are. Wow. Well, <laughs> of course. Uh, and does it look like... Uh... Are there any injury concerns in Portland? Uh, yeah, there are a couple. Uh, Zach Awani uh, is yeah. probably uh, still going to be out for this one uh he hasn't been training with the team um is my understanding uh and yeah i mean rodney wallace is going to be out for another month at least while he continues rehabbing his acl uh beyond that though the team seems pretty healthy uh yeah cool all right well hey thanks for your time will uh we really appreciate it yeah thanks for having me on and uh, if we hear anything uh, juicy over here in Salt Lakeland, we'll uh, we'll shoot it over your way. But I don't. Excellent. Probably not. That seems yeah. unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, as far as injuries to our side, uh, Nick Ramondo's the big one. The only one. Anything on Gill? So. Nothing on Gill yet. So. No. Okay. We'll see. Well, uh, take care, and hopefully we'll see you out in Salt Lake one of these days. Yeah. Have a good one, gentlemen. Yeah. Thanks, Will. See you, Will. Bye. Long, the curses fell like hail. I'll bless the day that takes me away from the Portland County Jail. Yeah, that's private. Oh, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Hope you enjoyed the interview. Thanks to Will for joining us. Are you recording? Because you're Yes, like I'm you're recording. This is being recorded. It's like the NSA. 
Anyways, I thought that was a really wonderful interview with Will. What did you guys think? That was great. Thank you. There were some interesting yeah. points that he made. I, I wish that I asked more questions. But, I mean, like, I, I'm not, that sounds like I'm criticizing. We're glad you didn't. No. I wish that I had well, more questions. You didn't questions argue with him. I, well, I didn't have anything to argue about. We doubt that very much here at the show. Here at Off the Crossbar, we understand that Trevor Brady argues sometimes. Sometimes. Off the Crossbar understands. Something, something. We have learned. Could you imagine waking Trevor up for school as a kid? Trevor, it's time to go to school. No, it's not! Like, I, not, don't, I don't want to get out of bed. It's literally not time to go to school because I say it's not. Should we, should we talk Portland? Yeah, let's do that. Let's get back on track. <laughs> I don't want so, Jason uh, waking me up for school. We, uh, <laughs> we were talking off air, like we're some live broadcast or something. Yeah. We are talking off air about... Uh, <laughs> during, the during, breaks. during the commercial break. During the commercial break. <laughs> uh, about like maybe there being locker room problems in Portland and how we're kind of fortunate that that never really happened here. You guys yeah. have any further thoughts on the matter? I know we just talked I, I about think, it, but... It's very possible that we're reading very much into something that Will oh, yeah. may or may not have said. We're, we're making <laughs> suppositions because that's what we do. That that, exactly I mean, that do. does have a tendency to happen. There's examples yeah. of that happening in it, MLS historically. Like, it would not be surprising if it did happen. But. It was a big problem in D.C., if I remember correctly. They had a yep. pretty large like South American Spanish contingent that yep. was very divided from the rest of the team. And then the same thing in Columbus, I think, too. And so maybe maybe there's a little bit of that going on in Portland. I don't know. I don't know. It's certainly interesting to think about, but it's, we it's, don't have evidence, I guess. Yeah, there's no evidence, and we really um, strictly hypothetical. It, it's early in the season to really see the effects of it, you know. Yeah. I mean, you don't. Yeah. No, it's just when there's kind of locker room discontent, you can kind of see it on the field. Are they just dealing with you know? Maybe people Post figured out hype. order ball. Yeah, Pe- maybe, I mean, that's maybe kind of what I'm thinking. You could credit the teams they're playing being better than people thought more than Portland being worse, if yeah, that makes sense. Maybe. Because Chivas, Chivas haven't been bad this year. I know they got beat down by L.A., but getting beat down by L.A. is like a Chivas tradition at this point, so you can't yeah. really pay attention to that. So, Chivas no, really I, haven't been bad. I think Chivas is... I, Said this before. I think Chivas is going to surprise people this year. I think they're. I don't a think new they're coach. a not. They're a playoff team, but I think they're a not they're, dead last team. Yeah, they're definitely not a dead last. I mean, I yeah, might think that at the end of the season, they might be pushing for a playoff. Or they probably will be pushing. They might not make it, but I think they'll be pushing for a playoff spot. Good for them. That'd be awesome for them. Yeah, and it's great Plus, if we for the played dir- in the first round. I'd be okay with it. it it's but. great for the direction of the club. I mean, being bought by MLS, having people in place who actually care about the club now and want to see the club succeed. I mean, they've got... Nelson, and a, a good coach. And some good, good players. Coach. They've got Nelson Rodriguez running the show over there, and yeah. he means business. they got to keep Kubo, but it's not going to happen. I yeah. hope it does. Kubo's fantastic. They can DP him or sign him <laughs> as a designated player, is what I meant. That one. Let's do that they one. Could, <laughs> they could sign him as a designated player and keep him long-term. That'd be pretty great. Kubo Ooh, would be great. Yeah. No, bad. they've got a they've got a lot of really young players. Like McNamara went injured, went down yeah. injured, which is. Has there been any news on that? Like how bad shit. it is? I haven't I haven't heard anything. Because it looked bad. It did look bad. I mean, he got stretchered off, like laying down on the non-contact oh, yeah. injury on yeah. turf too. So. And it didn't I look heard, like he did his angle. Or I heard that turf anything. doesn't produce. Thanks more for more turf, Atlanta. <clears throat> we'll talk about you. We'll later talk about expansion later. Yeah. 
But no, Chivas, I think, is going to surprise a lot of people. I can't wait until we play them. I can't even. Are we there this? Oh, yeah, they're Western. So they're Western, so yes, we are there at least once. Such a good trip. If you want to go on a good away trip, go to L.A. Because, one, L.A. is awesome. I hate L.A. Two. Why? I just hate it as a city. Why? I get that. I can see why people wouldn't like L.A., but I love L.A. I love it. Lots to do. Let's do L.A. I can tell you some good local bars in Manhattan Beach that serve beer pitchers very cheap. No, I don't. I'm not going to talk about that. But, uh, I didn't serve them cheap at all. <laughs> cheaper than Utah. Really? For real beer. Mm. Nothing against Utah and it's fine beer that's locally brewed. But Like this one we've heard rumor about. Yeah. More on that next week. I guess. Dot, dot, dot. Anyways, back to Portland. I think... Yeah, I think it could just be a case of people having a year's worth of film to watch on the way Portland played yeah, it. And maybe like it's a... a a great year, and maybe it's hard to meet those expectations again. And they did, I mean, they did get a couple off-season acquisitions that they tried to put in. I mean, th- Like another ancient uh, defender. Who, Paparato? <laughs> He's not that old. He's like 29. Well, they brought in someone old, didn't they? Hmm. I don't think so. Well, Zakuani. He's not old. Well, health-wise. That's true. He's, he's got the knees second of that. Zakuani burn he's got the knees I'm of sorry, Steve. Yeah. That's, a, that's what you give for a year, that commercial I had to watch. Oh. <laughs> that was unfortunate, wasn't it? I think but, I think it might just be that they just have new pieces they're trying to like integrate in and those pieces just aren't really integrating in yet. He has been really good though that I really like is Max Rudy. Oh I love Max Rudy. If he could score more goals, he'd be Except uh well, he can wait a couple of weeks. Yeah, don't score this weekend. Yeah. Because we're scores, probably we're blaming you. You're probably listening, Max Rudy, so Of course okay. he is. No goal por favor. Senor Gracias. Uh, I took Spanish for four years in high school. I only slept through two and a half of them. So, <laughs> good job. I took Spanish one four times. No I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be surprised at this point. That hurts. But yeah. I know. But I do think. I mean, I wish my name at, was Norberto. At the beginning of the season, they kind of <laughs> they put in Paparado. They tried to make Paparato work. I don't think Paparato did work. Doesn't I don't think anybody really. I think there's still time for him, but I think he's. No, there's still time, but he's. The I mean, problem is Footy made that spot his over the last two and seasons. Footy isn't that good. He's all right. He's him and Carr are pretty solid. Carr's such a dirty player. No, he's I didn't a, want to bring it up in that interview, but Carr is such a dirty player. He's a douche. That's but that's the second douche, douche we've had. Baby Failhaber, douche. And Han Lodu Ka, douche. Same kind of um, defender that, that Colin is. Kansas City perfectly. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the same kind of defender that Colin is. Just kind of a douche. He gets away with some dirty he tackles. He gets away with so much stuff, but he's a good defender. And him and Footy together are a good center back pairing. Not mm-hmm. best in the league. No, it's but good. I mean, last season Not they they might have been they might have been top five. Oh, last season, I, yeah. As far as the center back, but yeah, and then you come in and you just put Paparato in, and he was awful. For they were a in my years. top five favorite center back pairings to play against last year, if that counts. Yeah, they were pretty bad against us. You know who I wish we'd seen more of last year? Mikhail Sevest. Yeah. <laughs> what, he has, what happened to that guy? Is he still there? He got hurt. He's yeah, he got gone. hurt. He's well, he gone. got hurt, but... I think did, he's working for a news station now. He doesn't even... Or a sports channel. I don't even think he plays he? anymore. Oh, good for him. He was doing some Champions League coverage last week. Okay, well... Yeah. That's the end of that. He has a really good run. 
by the way. He has his own brand of rum, and I tried it in Portland, and it's really good. He has his oh. own rum? He has his own rum. See, I heard rump. He has a really good rump. What the hell is wrong with you, man? Whatever. <laughs> that could shame, shame on you. Sorry. And shame um, on your... But, wow, this show is all over the place. Was, I never should have left. We're kind of rambling. Oh. But anyways... We struggled. For that. I'll say that one more time. No. We're acting out because we don't want you to leave again. I really think that, <laughs> that he was on to something with Rodney Wallace being gone, though. Yeah. Because... That was a huge thing for them was Rodney Wallace stretching the play. That's stretching true. the midfield and making space for Johnson and Chara in the middle. But and now you can just kind of focus on Johnson and Chara. And you know Nagby's going to have his chances. But oh, other yeah. than Nagby, who you got? Yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't know that I buy that it's Powell, all... that's that young kid. Yeah, have, Powell. Right? Powell. Yeah. I don't know that it's all really Rodney Wallace game, because but... if you're going to put... Uh, and this is one thing I kind of want to really mention. Rodney Wallace is a really good player, though. He is a really good player. I'm not saying he's not, but... Powell's doing the same kind of stuff that Wallace did. Obviously not as well, but he's still doing the same kind of stuff. Yeah. And if you're going to say, oh, the team is, hasn't got a win yet because Rodney Wallace is there, I don't buy it at all. Could the it team, be that the team because is not Rodney win Wallace because is there, they're trying to push somebody into the into a role that they're not comfortable with? No, I, I, I don't know. I haven't watched Portland enough to well, really be able to Rodney diagnose. Wallace. Yeah. I haven't really watched them to diagnose what's going on, but I know that they're just, they're not playing as well as they were. I think that's yeah, overall, what, what it comes down just to. More... The, the quality of Portland's play is down. You know what's going to sound like crazy talk? And I don't think that's Rodney Wallace being gone. Because of his tenure here, if that's a word for it. William is, Johnson? I really think Portland missed Ryan Johnson. Oh. And I know that sounds kind of weird. He didn't score a ton of goals for him, but he held the ball up so well. Yeah. And like Will made a point of saying, so m- the guy from sometime footy, I mean, not Will Johnson, but we have like, talked to you, Will Johnson. Ryan Johnson oh. held the ball up so well for those midfielders to come forward yeah. and score goals. And they don't have that this year. A Rudy, basically, and, w- and if he gets a ball, plan on him shooting. I mean, he is not a great distributing forward. Yeah. And Picayune is kind of the same guy. I mean, yeah. neither one of them is a great passer. But Johnson held the ball up, could play a decent pass, yeah. and he wasn't a bad forward. I mean, and they're playing a system that kind of necessitates a target forward like that. Yeah. I mean, just and like that, our system needs an Alvaro Sabario or Devin Sandoval. Yeah. You need somebody to, to control. <laughs> Sandoval is a really good comparison. Yeah. Holds the ball up, passes well. Yeah. Doesn't score a lot of goals. Hey, he's only been here for a year. Just he he's the club's all-time leading Open Cup goal scorer. Is he really? Yeah, actually, that's not that's not a lie. He scored like six goals in the Open Cup last year. That <laughs> yeah, was fantastic. I love that. That's I love. But you know, I, I love MLS being a young league and stats like that existing. Our all-time <laughs> leading domestic cup goal scorer has six goals in the history of the competition. You know, like it's, it's gonna sound crazy. Rookie season. Yeah, it's gonna sound crazy, but I can't wait for the Open Cup. Dude, I can't either. Last year, like, honestly, the Open Cup might be... It's I'm definitely gonna, where I've I'm had my, my like, best experiences yeah. as a fan in the stadium. The rain game? I wasn't at the rain game, but all I ever hear about is how awesome the rain it was. Game. It was so amazing. Fun. Versus like, Atlanta, right? Yeah. I think it was, so. It was Atlanta. But not the new Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta's so New, new Atlanta? Eric Winalda. New Atlanta? Crushed him. No, Eric. Who, who I thought was going to be our coach this year, but we won't talk about that. You're crazy. You're a crazy person. I remember Jason. that we all thought when all was going to be our coach for about a minute. 
And I'm like, oh, wait, no, that'd be really stupid. I don't really think he would have been a bad option. Well, I just don't think he would have fit in Salt Lake City. Well, no, it's too far <laughs> to get to Fox Soccer in L.A. That's and true. still coach. Hmm. I think if Chekets was still here, Winaldo might have been here. I'm glad... I'm just saying that's, an interesting that's not the case. I'm, gl- well, I'm glad it's not the case that Winaldo's here yeah. because he's just a crazy person and I can't deal with that. I would have loved to have his character on the sideline, though. That would be really Can you funny. imagine the post-game quotes? Oh... It'd be really good. So good. I could just... I'm just going over when all the quotes in my head right now. And... Should we talk about injuries really quick? And move yeah. On? Let's uh, uh, run it down. What's the injuries? Uh, well... The big one. Nick The Ramon, wall of the though. Wasatch. Still out. Not going to get his uh, 100 shutout. Don't worry, he's not out for the season, for the love of God. If you read that, that's not happening. Yeah, rumors, so, rumors, rumors. Yeah, he's already... Uh, I mean, he's already back in training. Um, he said he was back in his... Back in training today, I think. Not full training. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Not full training. I think he's like... Have they said what the injury was or just a knee injury? I don't know. I I figure a knee is a knee is a knee. So, whatever. I don't know how he picked it up because he didn't look like he picked up anything in the game. That was the national team game, right? Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but he's out and we've we've been over it. Antonell is fine. We're okay with it. Uh, At the back, everything looks largely the same. No injury concerns there. Nope. Uh, moving into the midfield, uh, we might see Louis Skill back. We might not. Probably I wouldn't won't. count on it, but he has. You think been Sebastian trained. starts? Yeah, I might. I might actually I say so. Sebastian Velasquez does start. I I really want to see more of Sebastian this year. I like Luke Mahaland, Um and I might sometimes act like I don't. Yeah, but I I'd like it. But you can like Luke Mahaland without worshiping Luke Mahaland. That's true. Uh, he's a good sixty-minute player for us. Yeah. He's a better 30-minute player for us. If he can't be a 90-minute player for us, though, I don't want to But if you can get 60 minutes, because Sebastian has tapered off at the end of games historically. So if you can get 60 good minutes from Sebastian and then throw in Luke for the last 30, there's a lot worse scenarios to have to go through. Well, optimally, either of those players should be a 90-minute player. Uh, If Sebastian can reach that point this season, I'll be tickled. Not literally. Uh, Louis Gill, be. I think, has finally reached that point. Can we and talk about Gill for a second? Yeah, we can talk about Gill. When we need the, to talk about Gill. We do need to talk about Gill. So here's here's the question. We kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. We have a ton of people in the midfield that are all very good players. Really good. They could start for probably most teams in the league. Yeah, like yeah. you said, that are Mulholland's, that are really good 60-minute players and also really good 30-minute players as substitutes. Yeah. At what point does Gill's leash on that starting position get shorter? I don't think he has a leash. I think he's earned that spot, and he hasn't done anything to lose it. Yeah, that I might mean, be he's crazy had, talk. like, one bad game. But right? the problem with Luis is everyone reviews him as either he has a good game or he has a bad game. There's never an okay game with Luis. And there is such a thing as an okay game. Oh, that's like, true, but I'm not sure it, we've seen Luis have, like, an okay game yet. Yeah. At least this season, he's either had good games or bad games, and maybe that's the player he is right now. Okay, so let me ask you this: if if Luis Gill has had bad games, how many has he had? Maybe maybe two. Maybe two. Maybe, maybe two? one. How many bad games has Luke Mahalan had? Uh, none. But so how many minutes has Luke Mahalan played compared to Luis? He started two games. But Luis has started six, five, four, four, four. So at what point do we say, well, once Gill is 
I mean, because right now we know Mulholland or Velasquez or somebody's going to start yeah. because Gill is injured. Yeah. It would be Gill's spot if he's healthy. Yeah. At what point when Gill is healthy do we start to say, maybe that's Mulholland's spot. Mulholland has played better than Gill this season. Uh, when, mm. when he has several bad I mean, games. I'm not early, saying that maybe, Mulholland but... definitely has played better or that he's definitely taken that. But at what point do we do that? Is that soon? I mean, there's some talk about that already, which is yeah. insanity. See, I, I don't. There was talk don't about the is. first time Luke Mahon's played. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem, and that, that's a little ridiculous. But I so think, first time I think you're sample sizing time. his substitution appearances and thinking you're going to get that same player for 75 minutes, and you're you're not. I I think when we've seen him start, his his second halves have not been good. They've been yeah. okay at best. If we get Louis Skill on a good day, I think he's better than Luke Mahon on a good day. Okay. But at what point do we start seeing more more rotation, I guess? I mean, because we've got, yeah. like like you said, we've got Grossman, who probably deserves to play more minutes than he has. Yeah. We've got Velasquez, who hasn't played mostly good I think part of the minutes, three. too, is trying to keep people safe before the World Cup. Yeah. Because there's a, that's a brutal schedule that we have. And we've already had some injuries. So, I mean, why throw that, that in Grossman and Sturzer if you know, hey, I'm going to have to lean on these guys in a month? But why not give them a couple more minutes now? So they start knowing, injury? start getting game well, minutes. It's hard because we've we haven't been in situations where we can make like luxury substitutions. We've been in situations with our backs against the wall in every game we've played. Okay, and, except Toronto. Except Toronto, and we did see. Do we see any interesting substitutions there? Doc Grossman came in. I think he did. Not for very long. Maybe it was for very long. That uh, was when Luis got hurt. No. So no, Luis got hurt with the U.S.? No, right after the U.S. Somebody got hurt in the Toronto game, but I don't remember. It puzzled. This is where this is where research could uh, come in. Chris Winger. Like, looking research. at things. Research. We know all. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, problem. no, that's that's just a question. Like, I'm, And again, I'm not saying it should start happening right now. It's just a question. That's, that, a, good, like, that's a valid question. Yeah. Been in the back just, of my mind, when do we start seeing that rotation? And, and when does Mulholland's play start warrant giving him more minutes and more scores? For all we know, though, and Velasquez do, is going to push Mulholland down. Exactly. When do we see Velasquez? I mean, we've got three guys now that we're talking about for that one spot. Yeah, I think we should trade Ned. Just kidding. <laughs> JK. Oh. And, I mean, maybe, maybe Gravelboy comes out for a game or two. Jeff Maybe we get Velasquez or Mulholland starting on that side. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, I mean, it seems to me that we may have wanted to, or, or not may have wanted to, but it would make sense for us to um, start moving guys in and out. And we, I don't know. Or the other option, and this is, you know, might be against the rules to say, is maybe giving Gil some minutes at Javi's spot. Yeah. I mean, once we have that's the depth back up midfield-wise. Javier is not getting younger. Yeah, that's, that, a long that's the thing I've been saying since the beginning of the season. Button. Is when do we get Velasquez and Gill minutes at Javi's spot? I don't think Velasquez plays there. Reserves. But Velasquez <laughs> has played there in the reserves fantastically well. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, that shows you what I knew. That's all right. We still like you on the show. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we've talked about it before. Gill probably fits into that a lot better than Velasquez, but... Velasquez is in that conversation as well as on the outside of the diamond. Yeah. When do we start seeing that rotation happen? Probably in the next couple of weeks. I mean, I mean but we have, but you have out to of necessity. Think World Cup too. I mean, that's a huge thing. Yeah, I think we start seeing rotation when players are not injured. 
That's okay. when you see actual rotation. Right. Like, in that sense. Until then, it's all, well, we, Plus here's right what now, we have to do right I mean, now. we're undefeated yeah. with the group that we're using, so I don't know if they're really in a hurry to rock the boat. Yeah, not, Especially not with a new coach. Yeah, I mean, and you want to bring the, the young players along at a reasonable pace, right? When is Justin Glad going to become our starting center back? That's my question. Twenty About the same 17. time Atlanta joins the league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it out in three years. I wouldn't rule it out in two years at this point, but I don't know. Really? I wouldn't rule it out, but I wouldn't I wouldn't bank on it by any means. I think um Borchers, oh, that was a totally hypothetical. Borchers question. might have to retire or get injured before we really even care you know, about starting to see Justin Glad. I think if we'd won him at last cup, Borchers would have retired. You think so? I think no. so. I don't. I He's what, so. like thirty two? He's like thirty three. No thirty three, yeah. Yeah, it's not too old. But he, he keeps himself in tip top shape. Yeah, but also super smart dude. That's true. Lots going for him off the field. Oh yeah. Why not go out on top? I think he'll go out coaching. I, I think he'll move Maybe. into coaching. I mean, I, I, I could Real see, estate. I think that it probably did cross his mind, but I think... He's going to become Deloitte's apprentice. <laughs> I'm shaking my head. Right <laughs> Anyways... He probably wouldn't have. That's just me. I had that thought last year. I was like, man, if we win in Melissa, I, mean, I maybe, could see Borchers Maybe retiring. we win it this year. I know I'm way ahead of schedule here, but bit. maybe we win it this you year. You mean maybe. when we win it this year? <laughs> We're optimistic here. <laughs> this year, next year, I think it becomes a, a bigger question for him. Yeah. Um, you know, who's the next guy in the team to retire? Do you think is it Borchers or is it Javi? Schuler. Those probably. are the two. Oh my gosh. Schuler. Or is, well, it, won't, do it won't be Ramondo. Ramondo <laughs> could play. Ramondo could play six more years. Yeah, at yeah. least. Have we? I mean, besides know. Christ, have we had a player on our team retire? Andy Williams? Eddie Pope? Andy Williams? Yeah. Did Eddie Pope Robbie retire? Russell, no, Robbie us? Russell didn't retire, did he? No, he... Uh, we I always forget Eddie Pope played for us. Yeah, for like... Yeah. For a while. Oh, <laughs> Brian Dunseth. Did he retire with us? No, no, he left. Shut I up. I thought we traded and then he got retired or something. Danny, please uh, correct us. Andy Williams Andy Williams went into the one of the drafts. And nobody drafted him. No, and then he Andy retired. retired. Yeah. yeah and, and I don't know. It, I think it, he it, was it, trying to see if there was interest... Maybe no. It came out. I thought it came out later that he told the other teams he's going to retire, not to pick him. Mm. Like Brian Ching with Montreal. Whoops! That was such a dick move. Anyways, and now he's coaching what the Houston Dash. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Hey, in 2016, (coughs) we should start seeing USL Pro and PDL potentially for RSL. For RSL, and like maybe we look at players retiring then. Maybe we hire Jimmy Nielsen. You shut your mouth. Go to hell. We're not hiring the pink puma. Is that what they call him? Pink panther. Pink old guy. I thought it was pink, white puma. The pink douchebag. Pink bag. cougar. White, white But he wore pink. Puma. I don't know. Yeah, something. I hate that guy. Should we move on? Predictions um, again? No, we did predictions. We did predictions. Three, I said 3-1. You said 3-0. No. You said... Draw. Low score Way draw. to be a negative Nancy, Trevor. Not negative, negative Trevor. Nancy. That's Even the, people in Portland are like, Ted we're going to get killed. And you're... T- well, we're going to draw. Portland ties a lot of games. Tepid Trevor. That's your new... Tepid Trevor. <laughs> that's a disaster. So, uh, yeah. <coughs> Let's move on to... Are we going to talk so, about... Let's Atlanta? discuss MLS expansion. Yeah, After let's... this break? Are we taking a break? Or yeah, why not? Keep going? I kind of need some water. Break! Break. Well, the finest friend I ever had was Officer McGurk. He said I was a drunken bum, a no good, and a shirk. 
One Saturday night when I got tight, he threw me in the can. And now you see he's made of me a honest working man. Are we back? Yes. No, we're back. We're back. Yes, we are. A dinosaur's... That's a solid flick, by the way. Huh. Rolling back if the rock to it. the dawn of time? What? That one? No, we're back. With the Holy dinosaurs. crap. That's a song from the movie We're Back. Oh. Clearly, Jason's Clearly, never seen it, and I, I have. children. I had a childhood, and Jason did That's what just happened. I watched Star Trek for my entire childhood. Look how you turned out. So the moral is, don't let your kids watch Star Trek. No. <laughs> super cool, and we can only have a few of us. They'll turn out super cool and have their own podcast and their own blog. That's true. And <laughs> and own a Mac. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. That's true. What would you do differently, Trevor? <laughs> You look like you were going to say something I, about yeah, Mac owners. I was, and then I changed my mind. That's yeah, probably for the best. Let's talk about expansion. Let's talk about expansion. The big news today is... Is it 23 or 22? It's 22 Atlanta. because Miami doesn't exist yet. 22. Miami. NLS 22. Yeah, there, there's a lot of people two. that were like, they announced the 23rd team and it's Atlanta. They haven't announced anything about... Miami's going to happen. They well, no, it, it's definitely going to happen. Like we all there know that. But pictures of Don Garber with David Beckham and that and press, press conference, conference was them basically like, "Yeah, Miami's interesting, Yay. cool, and we want to put a team here." It wasn't Miami is coming to MLS. David Beckham is the owner. This is the name of the team. These are the colors, and this is the year that they're going to start playing. That's kind of what Atlanta was. The only yeah. thing they're missing is a name, and they said we're going to have the fans help name the team. Everything Atlanta else was United in FC. Dot com. They've got the stadium figured out. FC stank on ya. <laughs> That's a good one. It's an Outcast album. They're from Atlanta. There you go. <laughs> Solid. They've got yeah. I mean they, they've got everything that Miami does. So yeah, Miami is not the twenty second. Atlanta definitely is. That was a pet peeve for me throughout the entire day. Today. Do you have pet peeves? I didn't know I that about you. I have a couple you. pet peeves. Um, <laughs> couple. Anyways, so yeah, that's exciting news. The South finally gets its first team. Miami's not the South. So, don't for, even... First team, again. First ML. Miami's not the South. Who, where else has been down there? Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay. Okay, I'll give you Tampa Bay. Yeah. yeah. It's like a trailer park in the South. Yeah. But... Sounds about right. Um, anyways, yeah, so expansion. Good They're thing, cool. bad thing. There too, was... Too much too soon. It is kind of a lot in our hurry. Too much too, It's three years out, so... We'll see. Let's just chill out. But, I mean, really, we're looking at... Four new teams in the next three years? Yeah. That's a pretty Four? big change. Yeah, Miami, New York, mm, Orlando. We have no idea about Miami. Well, there's for all intents and purposes, Miami are going to be here in 2017. That's the talk. I would believe okay. it. New York, Orlando, Miami, Yeah, I, I think we see things shake up a little bit in the divisions and conferences. Oh, here come SKC and Houston, man. Yeah. So here, yeah. So here, Two here's of the, the most exciting teams in MLS coming to the Western Conference. <laughs> So here's the question. Um, New York City FC and Orlando City are coming next year, right? Everywhere. To realign, that makes 21 teams. Yeah. We're at 19. If we left it as it was, that would be 11. No, screw that. I'm not going to do the math in my head. Basically, you could put SKC over to the west because they're more west than Houston, right? Yes. One of the two. You could put them, one of them over and then bring two teams over into the east. And then... Actually, Houston might be one of the last. Anyways. That evens it up. Or yeah. doesn't even it up. Uh, no, because no, there'd be 21 teams, so the, it can't even it up. That's not... That's right, yeah. I think it waits... Well, we're at 19 now. Who's coming next year? 
New York and Orlando. No, New York. Oh, New York. Okay, here's the scenario that I think is going to happen. Screw whatever I was just saying. They're going to move Sporting and Houston over next year. Two new teams in the East, two new teams in the West. But then the East is one. Is missing one, which means in two years when Atlanta comes in, Miami slots right in. Yeah. But then the East has one more. Do we go... This hurts my brain! And then maybe Miami (coughs) just... Maybe we go single table. Probably not. No, not not if we're going to... I mean, in 2017, that'd mean playing, like... 42 games. What I read that makes the most sense is when we get to 24 teams, you do everyone in your conference twice and then the other conference once. Yeah. Yeah. Because that gives you 34 games a year. And that's, and that's, been, that's, that's, been, that's been the target, I think, the whole time. Yeah. Which is still kind of a short season. Yeah. It's, most, it's, most leagues play 38. Yeah, but given the travel time. Oh, yeah. I think it's. Plus, we'll be on a winter schedule by then, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> But. Yeah, so I I'm expecting Sporting and Houston to be in the Western Conference next year. That's New York and Orlando suck the two a lot. teams, and then Western Conference is just heavy for two years until two Atlanta more, comes two and more years. maybe Miami also comes in the same year, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm gonna wait for an announcement from Miami. Where do you think? Believe it. Where do you think will be the next two teams after? Just guessing from what you've uh, heard. I don't think we're gonna do two teams after for a while. Well, they I said, mean, so they said get, 24 by 2020. Is and that's the goal. one more F if Miami is one of them. Oh, yeah. Which I think we're going what to do. Assume, what do you assume is the last team? You know what? I think they got to go. You got to go. <laughs> you don't think it's Tennessee? You have to go Southwest. You have to go Phoenix or San Diego. Phoenix, uh, San Diego, I, Las San Diego, Vegas, I might even. San Diego's consider. out. San, I don't think out. Vegas works because of the gambling thing. No, Just they don't want to be associated. Yeah. You think Phoenix is out? No, I think San Diego is out. Hmm. Sacramento is a really big possibility too. I think people are underestimating Sacramento. Sacramento wants it really. And bad. Sacramento what is about it? just like Austin. That's possible. I don't think Austin. But then, gonna are you going to put three teams in Texas? What about you put three in California? I, I think San Antonio. There's Anto- such demand San for the yeah, the Kitsap Pumas. Maybe oh. they'll promote them up to the. San Antonio is much more likely. San Antonio. That's another than, much better than Austin. Yeah, it's much more likely. But than I don't Austin. think you have three teams in Texas before. Arlington, Texas. Three teams in. I don't think you do either, especially when you when you look at there's there's two that people are talking about that I think are really interesting options. One is Minnesota, Minneapolis. Yeah, Minnesota United FC. Yeah, Minnesota United FC, where our good buddies Pablo Campos plays. Not now. He tore his ACL. He's out for like a year. Okay, well he's with the team. But anyway, those guys they they've got great support up there. It's a very much a sport town. It's nice and There's cold nothing else in the to winter. do. <laughs> they do great with a winter schedule. Oh, yeah. But, no, it, it, it's a great... I mean, they've got... It, they're in the NESL, and they average, like, ten or 11,000 people a game. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Maybe not that many. Maybe it's closer to, like, seven or eight. Even they, still. Are you just making stuff up? No, yeah. I'm not. They're, they're a very good, well-supported team. The numbers might be a little off, because I haven't really checked. Skewed. You can look it up right now. But they're definitely well-supported. And... There is rumored that the Minnesota Vikings owner wants in to MLS. And he's yeah. interested in co-owning with the guy who owns Minnesota United. He doesn't want to start his own team. Yeah, he, Everything, he just, he Which wants, is awesome. He yeah. just wants to get his... And I think he owns the Twins, too. It was the Twins guy, not the Vikings guy. Was it the Twins guy? Yeah, the guy All that right. owns the Twins. Yeah, I, I don't know who owns who, the but I know... The guys who own the Vikings are assholes, in <laughs> my language. But... Yeah, they're either the Twins or the Vikings. One of those owners wanted yeah. in. They didn't want to just... Buy it. They wanted to take what was already there and make it MLS, huh. right? Which is fine. That's no the way to do it. I think. Yeah. The other option that's Organic. talked about. <laughs> the other option that's talked about. 
And uh, I talked with uh, our good buddy Ryan Terry about this. Ryan's but, fantastic. Ryan, I hope you're listening. Good friend of the pod. We good friend of the podcast. Um, Carolinas. There's, it's kind Ooh. of a hotbed for college soccer. Yeah. For sure. There's yeah. a lot of great programs Is over there. Is it just college area. sports they love there? What was it? Is it just college sports they love there? Or, or do you think that's genuine no, love the for Panthers soccer? Panthers do pretty well. I, the NFL team. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think um, it could be a really kind of well-kept secret. Huh. How much soccer is, is appreciated? Are they new, the new soccer city, USA? <laughs> no, that's Kansas City. Everyone knows that. Kansas yeah. City, it's, Seattle, it's Portland. So I, I don't think San Jose. Oh. <laughs> soccer city, USA. I don't think the Carolinas would happen, yeah. but I think it's an option. And if somebody was had a lot of money, that could be an, a possibility. But realistically, if we're going to talk realistic twenty four teams. I think you get Minnesota up there. I think you get San Antonio. Phoenix is one of them. Um, San really... Francisco, so we can go to a proper city for once. But you're way over 24 if you're throwing Sac- No, I mean... Um, yeah, uh, the options. These, this I is really the, think Sacramento is a lot is the more of a possibility. Yeah, Sacramento would probably be... And another one we four. didn't talk about is Indianapolis. Yeah. They just because barely got Indy 11. I know, they sold 11,000 season tickets in their It wasn't 11,000 season tickets. It was 11,000 people for their, for, for their inaugural game. Well, their season ticket allotment was like ten thousand, and they yeah, sold that out. Yeah, it's remarkably high. It's insanely high. I believe that, but higher and than the thing is that I, I I was tweeting about this with someone earlier. Like geographically, Indianapolis make a ton of sense yeah. because they're right by Chicago, they're right by Columbus. But then that puts another team in the Eastern Conference. So who do you push west? Is the only question. Yeah, Dallas, and, that, and that's why Dallas, Dallas is already west. is west. Oh, that was my bad. <laughs> You can't push anyone else. Chicago, really. Chicago would be the next one west. And that's not west at all. Right. Yeah. And but that's why I think Phoenix and Sacramento might make sense. Phoenix is like the sixth largest city in the country. I yeah. really hope Phoenix doesn't happen because God knows what it'll do to our academy. But yeah. everyone should be hey, rooting for Sacramento. Of speaking of academy. What are, you, what are you doing? Drum roll. That was a crappy drum roll. That's not a drum roll. All right, like Trevor. A tap show us, show us all how it's done. Yeah, how, how would you do a drum, do a drum roll? roll I, I hear you play the drums. I, I am not going to do a drum roll without sticks. On the oh, my God. No, okay. no I'm drumming You guys hipster. really want me to do a yeah, drum roll? Yeah, still a drumming hipster. Kind of. Yeah. Anyway. like dancing tap dancers. Like we should start our own dance dancers. company next. Hopefully it'll go better. In our Capitol Hill Studios. After we get our side right, so the. The Academy, uh, our under-17s, defeated a Stoke City under-17 side. And River Plate, if I remember correctly. Uh, that was the U-20s. That's no. U-20s. Yeah, that was the U.S. U-20s. Oh, really? I thought... They okay, did defeat them, but that's the U.S. U-20s. That's yeah. a pretty big win. Yeah. Argentine national... Not national. national Argentine no. youth teams. Yeah. No laughing matter. No. Just ask one Mr. Javier Morales or half of the Portland Timbers squad. Yeah. <laughs> Fabian Espindola. Espindola. Benji's been getting into those games. Yeah, Uh, Jordan Allen. uh, Two assists in the first game against River Plate. I keep saying Platt and Uh, everyone correct. Benji got a goal. Benji scored in the second game. Who'd they play? It wasn't River Plate that he scored against. No, it was somebody. It certainly was. It was somebody, all right. And he scored, and that's great. There's clubs and countries in that tournament, huh? That's kind of weird. It's really weird. Yeah, I don't... I, I... yeah. Anyway, it's cool. Anyway, uh, Sunday maybe we might be able to see the under seventeens again. Maybe Friday as well. 
Who are they playing next, you know? Uh, LA Galaxy. Oh. That's right. Beat when Toronto. It... Uh, beat Stoke on penalties in one of the most exciting penalty shootouts I've seen since December. And, uh... Let's yeah. be honest. Even though we lost, that was a great shootout. No, that was... That was great. Poor conditions. Best shootout since the OK Corral. That nice, nice little history shot there. Yeah. Here you go. Update on the U twenties. Oh, um, oh, 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 no, oh, oh. Let's hear. Let's hear. They're not playing right now. Well, they're gonna play Brazil's. Geez. They're gonna play Brazil's Fluminense in the semifinal of the Dallas Cup. Who they play after River Plate? I have no idea. I'm just looking at a tweet. Good job. <laughs> Is that a fake cough or? That was a real cough. Ah. So, anyways, switching back. Sure. Yeah, Jordan Allen's played well. Benji Lopez has played well. Please hurry up and get back to the team. Moving on. Uh, Justin Glad playing with the academy, right? The U17. It's not the national team. Justin Glad had the uh, outlet pass on the goal. The second goal. It was fantastic. Pretty good. Just right from from the halfway point. Justin Glad is somebody people need to be really excited about. Yeah. There's a reason he's in high school and we signed him to a professional contract. Because he's good. He's really good. Yeah. Uh, and we've got a lot of good players coming out of that academy. Yeah. Like what we talked about. Fito. Fito Avale, Avaye. Brooks. Uh, Brooks Lennon. I don't know. Assuming he doesn't go sign for Liverpool. Yeah, I don't know what his status is right now. Um, we had a couple kids. Uh, Sebastian we, Saucedo. We have a couple kids that are in college. Trevor, yeah, yeah, Trevor Hyman's in college. Uh, Coco Navarro's in college. Yeah, uh, Fanny Cavita. We just who's, like... the kid, who's the kid with the name? The name. The name. Yeah, it's oh, it's such a name. Oh, it's, is it's, it the? I think he's like Iranian American. No, I know. Or Armenian. It's like T something. There's, there's like Tigran Targaryen. Yeah, he's it's not Targaryen, <laughs> but it's not Targaryen. But I, there's I there's he... like three G three J's in it. Or uh, something like that. It's that's awesome. Not it, if that's what you're thinking of, he's actually in Armenia. Oh, really? Yeah. Did he move there? Why was he in so. Armenia? Uh, playing for a team. Nah. Yeah. He was just at the academy like three months ago. Uh, maybe you're thinking of someone else. Tigran. Zaba. John We're going to look it up. I'm pretty sure. I wish his name was Targaryen. Two or three J's in it. Oh, you're thinking of the defender, John Z. I'm not going to try again. We'll look it up. But we'll he's Tigran Targaryen. I'm still Tigran's playing about that in, uh, I believe, Armenia right now. Okay. But yeah, we've got a lot of good kids coming up. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how many of them make the team. But honestly, if we in ten years had a team of complete like homegrown players, they'll be good. Though, yeah, we we would unlike say maybe Dallas. We're not signing uh, everybody. Yeah, we're not signing academy players. To sign academy players. To be fair, a couple of their academy kids are not bad. Oh yeah, yeah, but they've had they've led the league in academy players. Oh yeah, but that's a huge population area too. Though. Yeah, yeah. Well, most of them really haven't like done much. So. Tigran Territorian. That's his name. It's not who I'm thinking of. Oh, uh, you think of John? I just wanted to know his last name because I got <gasps> it wrong. I wish it was Targaryen. If he's listening to this, change your last name. I'm sure he'll take well to that. Yeah. Should we move on again? Yeah. Let's move on to listener questions. Hooray! That was our in-studio audience. Thanks, guys. You're, you're welcome. They don't exist. Oh. In case there was any question about that. So, we'll have, we'll Trevor, Trevor's got some questions. I've got some questions. You go first, Trevor. Um, uh, Which one should we start with? Just start with any of them. 
Hurry up. And tell us who they're from. Uh, this is from a good buddy of mine uh, on Twitter. He's ZK underscore Morris. What's his name? Zach Morris. Wow, clever. Mm. It's like Zach that, That's Scott. legitimately his name. He, I always thought that was you running that account. It's not me. Uh, here we go. Um, does Portland's winless start really mean anything on the pitch, or is it just first of season jumping to conclusion? It means yeah, something. Yes. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of both. Yeah, that's a really safe answer, but it means something. Yeah, it means they haven't won yet, right? Yeah, that's yes. what it means. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, people could be reading too much into it, but people couldn't be dead on like hey maybe these guys weren't as good as everyone thought the MLS is such a tough league to predict though so so here, here's a question um yeah you just asked it no different question oh, okay Who's based, this based on this <laughs> does it mean anything or does it like make it any worse because I mean RSL right now clearly is having a great season right yeah undefeated yeah, so far, last undefeated team. I'd say a good season not a great season yeah we're wins near the nice. top of the table yeah for I mean, with like the toughest start in the league yeah, schedule yeah. wise pretty we're good good pretty good start to the we're season good. if we beat Portland it's probably expected but it still means something because if we no, lost to Portland it would mean a lot right but if we beat Portland does that make their season like up to this point worse or is it just like oh well that was gonna happen anyway. I think they're kind of looking past us that's kind of yeah. the vibe I got from Will was that they're all, not all, but a lot of them are not expecting a great result. Yeah, weekend. it's like, all right, we're going to play Salt Lake. We're, yeah, no. Play Salt Lake. Let's move on. Yeah, you know, re- recover and then get Perfect our name. stuff together. Yeah. All right. Next question. Do you yeah, have another I've one? I've got another one. Same guy. Com- kind of different. Zach. Different. Uh, Thanks, Zach. Way to come through in the clutch. Uh, different. What's the word I'm looking for? Different. different it's a different question. Different topic. <laughs> yeah topic uh with the dallas cup and the birth to the academy playoffs in mind what is the next step for rsl in creating a dominant academy program uh we already have one is that it yeah no we we've got a we've won the u18s and u16s uh and we're doing pretty well in the generation of Adidas Cup, which is some really good teams yeah not just really good u.s teams but just really good teams yeah yeah Okay. Solid question. It's a two-part question. Oh, oh, good. Two-part question. Um, Who is our next homegrown hero? Let's talk about... Like, next next homegrown player we sign, or next... Next homegrown hero was was his words. Justin Glenn. Justin Glenn. When does Jordan Allen get to become a hero? We'll see. Here's the thing. Is next homegrown hero mean person we haven't signed yet? That's kind of what I thought. Or is it somebody that we have signed that becomes like? Well, that's really only Jordan and Justin. Salcedo. And Luis. No, Salcedo. Well, he's been here since he was like sixteen. That's a young <laughs> guy. Me. Young guy. Yeah, but he yeah, didn't Salcedo, go through the academy. Well, Salcedo only played for the academy for like six months. He it was more than that. I he was played like for a full two. year. Oh, really? That was a year yeah. or two. Yeah. But anyway, he, he played me. enough that he. Is he a homegrown? He's yeah, not he's a homegrown. homegrown. He's not technically homegrown because oh. he... Had, like, because of the salary. Well, no, because he had a professional contract before no, I'm, I'm he sorry. joined the academy. You're right. I don't mean because of the salary. He is not a homegrown player on the salary like Correct. cap. Because homegrowns don't count against the cap, Only which is two. Awesome. Two homegrowns don't count what? against the cap. The rest do. What the, but I think, what's the I think point? it's a reduced hit. 
Maybe the rest outside. I'm if you're sure. asking us to explain MLS salary cap rules, then that's the stupidest thing in the world. If we, could, only if two? we knew the MLS yeah. salary cap then rules, we wouldn't be here. What's the point of an academy if only two of your players? So you can sign Zlatan you Ibrahimovic. Still, you still no, get, that's you get ten academy players and then you sign Zlatan. You, that's that's that, how it the works. Thing, the thing is, though, is <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a reduced hit from yeah, academy it might players. be. I, There's some sort of logic. They incentivize it. it. And yeah. you get to sign them for free without using your discovery. And you know what you're getting as a player. That's a huge part of it, too. Yeah. So. Okay. So, next, next homegrown hero. Salcedo. Not Salcedo. Salcedo. S-A-U-C-E-D-O. And he's homegrown, homegrown. He's from Park City. And that kid's legit. Yeah. Jose Hernandez? I've heard many good things about that yeah. kid. Tell I me love about watching him. him play. Tell me about him. He's short. I'm he's him. really short. What position does he play? Uh, like an attacking midfielder. Like a Javi type? Yeah, yeah, like the okay. point of diamond. From what I've heard, he's like Sebastian on speed. Not like that he's fat, but Sebastian, like, you know. On the drug speed. No. Oh. No, like, you know how, like, Sebastian. Speed in the movie speed? So, yeah, you're like, he's not speed. speed fast. He's not on the drug he's speed. He's on the park bus, but a, if the bus stays parked, technical it will player. Fancy footed, you could say. Fleet of is, foot. is Sebastian. He's Fleet of foot. And Jose Hernandez is like that only more so. He's got a cold Very left just foot. fun Sebastian to watch. On. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. How, seeing him in the reserves, like that is exactly the player I think yeah. thinking of. Anybody else? Who's yours, Trevor? I really liked Coco Navarro when I saw him play with the team last year. He's yeah. playing for Marquette. Yeah. Playing for Marquette in college right now. Go, kid, do it. Um, I, if he does decide Sage to go pro, advice. what? Sage advice. Go kid, do it. If he um, turns professional, I'd really like to see him. Fito could be yeah. really good too. Yeah, Fito's another name. We've got an embarrassment We have such good names in the academy. Like we have hair in the first team, names in the academy. We've got hair in the academy too. Oh, that's the best part. Naturally. <laughs> What's our? Do you have another question? Uh, no, that's that's pretty much it. All right, let okay. me pull mine up. Well, okay, there was one more question, but we kind, of, we kind of covered it. What does the Atlanta edition mean to RSL in the West? See previous segment of podcast. Yes. Refer, Thank you, Zach, for the question. Refer to previous. All right. Here's some questions from our wonderful Twitter, the Twitter followers. The first question comes from, let me get to it, Max Wendler. Thanks, Max. Questions again, good man. And his question was, how does all the recent expansion with Atlanta, Miami, Orlando, <laughs> and New York affect RSL, if at See all? See previous segment. See previous well, segment. No, hey, Sorry, we didn't, we didn't talk about um, the expansion draft. Oh. Oh, shit. We're going to have a two-team expansion draft. Yeah. Oh. And my favorite part about two-team expansion drafts is we can still only lock ten players. Yep. We can't, like, lock oh, 12 or 13 or 14. So we're probably going to lose two players. You can more than ten, right? No, you can't. Is there only one round of the expansion draft? Yeah, well, oh, each team only I was picturing it like the MLS draft. There's like oh, three rounds. No, it's just each team gets to pick one. I think it's ten or fifteen guys. Maybe it is fifteen. Say goodbye to that depth, know. folks. I think they just get to pick kidding. fifteen, and we can only lock ten. Or maybe it's the exact opposite. We can lock fifteen. Uh, we'll see what the rules are. Oh, that's are such an story. archaic way of doing things. But... but you know we're going to lose people. We lost somebody in the last one. Colin Warner. Did we lose anybody for Portland and Vancouver? We lost Robbie Finley. 
to Portland. Oh, you're right. That's right. We did lose our Because we had to trade for his rights back. Man, I don't know how I remembered that. But Good job. Yeah. And Vancouver, did they take anybody from us? No. Uh, once, you, once a player was selected, I think you couldn't have another player selected. I thought there was only like that team this is select another player. NLS rules being Yeah, I no, I, I, I think if you have two teams well, because I mean if you have two teams and they each get ten or fifteen picks, that's twenty picks. Yeah, they alternate at least. Oh, and we know. only have eighteen teams to pick from. Maybe they don't get 19. fifteen picks. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. We'll see. But we'll the expansion is draft is happening and get suck. ready for it. It's gonna be a disaster. As long as we don't lose Mr. Grabavoy, we can lose everyone oh, else. Man. They gotta as long protect as we have Grabavoy. And then we're he can do it all on his own. Just keep in mind, two years later we gotta do it all over again. I, I love expansion drafts. I know everybody hates them, and they're person. terrible. They're terrible for like... The nice thing with us is, is hypothetically, we could just not protect the older guys, because teams are not going to be... Well, there, there's players that are hesitant, automatically so. protected. DPs are automatically protected. They're not, autom- you have, they're not automatically protected. You have to use a spot to protect them. But you're required to. Really? Yeah. So that's so our three not two. True. So our sure. no, that's true. So our two right. DPS count as part of our ten. Yeah. Oh my god, this draft. Gets, never mind. Yeah. And then I think uh, homegrown players are also protected. You can't. Yeah. That that players. I think is the case, but um, I'm not certain. Generation Adidas players are they protected? No. Are they going to be around anymore? I don't know. <laughs> but I think that's kind of going by the wayside. Yeah, I think the draft is going to go by the wayside. Yeah. The, the regular draft. We're getting there. But, anyways. <laughs> so that, that's another you way that really it's going to affect You can really just not us. protect the old guys. But then you have you have to protect Romano. Yeah. I mean, he's an the, the you have old to guy. Kyle Becker, sure, quote, yeah. Uh, you got to protect... Well, Becker, oh, he's not a DP, is he? And Romano's not no. either. No. They're really close. Sabo I mean, and Javi. Salary-wise, they're really close. If you look at the salary numbers, they're like a couple bucks away. And I would bet through incentives they probably make a lot more money than it appears. Yeah. Uh, duh. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, our next question. That's a depressing question. Yeah. Thanks for asking let's, that. Let's, I'm not uh, sleeping in let's, let's kick that one to the bog one of these days. We'll have a little roundtable discussion. Yeah. The next question from Sebastian Velasquez's hair, which has become sentient. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I do. It's close the whole time. Um, and you can find him at or her at at Sebastian's underscore hair. Man, was that a, that was pretty funny, huh? <laughs> Sentient. It's such a good word. Uh, his question is: Winger seems to be slowing down this season. Does someone take his starting his starting spot at some point? Uh, also, can you please plug my Twitter? Yeah, done. <laughs> Do you think no, someone we, takes we will not spot? be plugging your Twitter on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Under- yeah, Sebastian's we just, underscore We just hair. plugged that to the 12 people who are going to listen to the show <laughs> this week. Uh, I think I could see Wigner losing his spot. I would think yeah. out of the a regular 11, he might be the most prone yeah. to losing his spot. Don't yeah. say Gil. He yeah. and Gil are probably the most the vulnerable. One and one A, yeah. No, yeah, I, I think... That's fair. Wingard's definitely of... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The problem is we haven't... And we've seen Balchin play there. And he's, he's done good. pretty well. He, but he's injured. In, in very few minutes, and right now he's injured. How bad's that injury? I don't know. Uh, Man, sucks for him. Can't be that bad. It's, I hope not. I mean, it doesn't sound like a season ending. No. No, definitely not. Yeah. So, Balchin 
But we know Mansali plays there. We haven't seen Mansali at all yet. Which I'm okay with. And we don't know if that's because Kassar doesn't like him, or if he just likes no, Mansali Paul Schmitter. played. He played against Sporting Kansas City. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he played well. Yeah, it was fantastic. For the guy who likes Mansali so much, you should I probably know the that. game. Um, My bad. Jason, you missed the last podcast, but that, yeah. that was basically the thing. What's worse? No. <laughs> it was a recurring thing. So, yeah, no, I... I wouldn't be surprised to see. I think I mean, Balcha would, would, would get it before Mansali does. I think you're probably right. Yeah, but I Balcha think it was would be really good against Kansas City. Yeah, it would be surprising to see Winger lose a spot, not because I don't. It'd be surprising, but <coughs> shocking. I think it, it would be surprising just think... because Winger has kind of made that spot his. He's been the starting left back for RSL for the last just because four we're years, on the topic five years. Just because we're on the topic, I don't think Winger gets protected in the expansion draft. I've, no, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't. And I could see him going to New York. He's from New York. Yeah. He's got a couple of good years left in him. Christ, Christ liked, liked him. him. Yeah. Certainly Bookie. something to think about. Anyways, uh, one questions? more listener. Actually, two more listener two more. questions. Ooh, yeah, let's go for them. From Charles, Charles Barnard, whoever that guy is. Friend of the show. Yeah. Sometimes co-host. Um, we'll yeah, be back thanks. Shout out to Charles for subbing on short notice. Yeah, fantastic. His question is, Garcia hasn't scored in over 700 minutes. That's should, a lot of minutes. Should we worry? Wow, uh, I didn't know it was that many. Yeah, it That's is. a lot. I'm still not worried because... The last time he scored was July of last year, I think. Mm, no. He's yeah. Against, is yeah. that the LA game? The two against LA? I thought that was later in the season. No. That was something I saw from, I think it was Randall Sir pulled yeah. that up. Friend of the show. Also friend of the show. Um, We've got a lot of friends. Yeah, We're it's... Cool. it's uh, We're popular. It's like I said before, it's a concern, something to monitor. Sooner or later, Garcia has to score a goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he can't... He's not going to keep getting minutes if he doesn't score a goal because somebody else will. Yeah. You know what I mean? And... But again, he's fourth or fifth on the depth chart. So and he's not playing in the perfect combination. He, he's not him. playing in the perfect combination, and uh, but he's looked better every game. He has, and he, he to be fair, if it weren't for McMath, he probably would have had made one or two goals against Philly. Yeah, McMath had a phenomenal game against Philly. I don't think we yeah. mentioned enough. That's okay. Let's, we, we didn't let's, talk about let's McMath. Move past that. McMath had a great game. Garcia has bank it two goals against Philly if it weren't for McMath. Yeah. So, he's getting in good positions, he's putting himself in the right spot, he's doing the right things with the ball, and shooting at the right times. So, because of those reasons... He's getting in the right spots, and that's reassuring. And just Jason hold off on the panic about. for Garcia right now, but if he continues to not put balls in the back of the net, then... Maybe worry a little. Maybe worry later, but not right now. Yeah. And you never know, he could like go, go crazy when Sabo's gone for the World Cup. Yeah. Let's just uh, let's avoid calling him Goal Mess for a little bit till he scores a few more. And <laughs> let's call him Space Mess because he creates space. Space Mess. Old Mess in space. Rastastas. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, our final question is. Oh, good. We're almost done. Corey Sanders. This is kind of a long-winded question, but it's good. First of all, I'm a huge Sabo fan, but it looked to me, and most posts online seem to confirm, that he completely blew his assignment on the set piece marking Adu on the last goal. 
I have some thoughts about this. Can we? Me too. Let's go. Keep going. Keep going. He's going to finish. He's a fantastic finisher, and I'm not advocating this send him packing like a lot of fans seem to be. I also don't expect him to be all over the field and think he's smart about when to push and when not to be there. But there are so many times, as in Philly, he just seems to fall off the planet. So my question is, is he the most frustrating player on RSL's team, or is there someone else you would give that title to? So that's two questions. Let's go back to the first. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to address the corner situation. I might also address it if you don't. Because while Saburio may looked like he might have been marking a dude, there was like four guys who could have been marking a Yeah, our that, marking was just so bad. Nobody marked a do. I don't nobody really know if you could anybody. call it marking. It, it was, was that bad. standing in the box. Yeah, yeah, nobody, I mean, if you watch the replay, I've watched it a couple times, literally nobody is standing next to a do, and then a do runs away from him, or they run away from a do. Nobody's paying attention to a do the entire time they're yeah. getting set up, and the entire time that the ball's coming in. Nobody was marking a do. There were... Three unmarked players in the box. Yeah. So, ah. to answer the question, no. I don't think it was Sabo's assignment to mark a do. And, and if it was, then it, I don't think there were assignments. That's, that's Yeah, that, that's it just it. To. I don't think there were assignments to mark anybody. Oh. And certainly nobody marked a do. And that was bad. Second answer to that question is, yeah, Sabo's not very good at marking people on set pieces. We've seen he's this for years. He found that out against we know San Jose. That. He can be really good. He, yeah. Against that, that's, Toronto, that's he was pretty great in the air. He's really hit or miss on defending he's set Sabo. pieces. Hit or miss is what he does. Yeah. On offense, he's the guy that you want in the box 100% of the time. On defense, mm, he's, he's going to miss an assignment or two. Yeah. And you're going to get that with Sabo. Yeah. I think we probably had four, maybe three or four goals last year throughout the entire season. That were just 100% Sabo on set pieces falling asleep. Yeah. And maybe some of that sort of... He was thinking about his next goal celebration. Cut the guy a break, man. <laughs> I think it's, it's going to be the little fist pump thing he does. The baby again. The baby Ooh, that again. was actually his best ever goal celebration, I think. Yeah. Although he always does a couple the point. Of... He always points to his okay. wife that's up in yeah. the stands. That's pretty cool. True story. Javi does, too. I think he might be pointing at me. I love Javi's face. Nope. The goal He's celebration. Not pointing at me. <laughs> the goal celebration. Javi always runs over towards his family. Same you can't see it, but Jason's making a really good face. Hashtag yeah. RSL family. Hashtag RSL faces. Hashtag I wish they pointed at me. <laughs> and hashtag. Um. Anyways, second the second part, part of that question. question, I don't think he's... Well, he's up there for most frustrating. He, he is, but let's... Who's more frustrating? Or who is also frustrating? Everyone's going to say Gil. He's a little frustrating, but not like in-game. He, he's not frustrating to watch, because... Sabo is frustrating because he misses an assignment or he screws up a shot or, or some kind, something offensive that he does with the ball that he is just like a bad decision. You know what I mean? Yeah. Doesn't do it often, but he does it, and it, that is frustrating. Gil doesn't really do that. Gil doesn't really like shut off defensively or, or make huge defensive errors. He just yeah. disappears. He, he, that's, that's just it. He just that's doesn't get on the ball. Gil, he's not an all-star every game. Yep. Yeah, that's... And that's not something that you can point to and be like... You know who we're not thinking of? And I'm going to sound really weird for saying this because I defend him all the time. Robbie Finley can be pretty damn frustrating. No, yeah, Because he he is. he is a real big fan of shooting it directly at the keeper. Yeah. Or at the Plata, post. Plata was last year. Yeah. I, Plata came to my mind as soon as they said frustrating. Last year, Plata was infuriated. Ah, so frustrating. The 2013. Well, Garcia can be a little frustrating too. All yeah. the skill in the world and... Sometimes doesn't seem to know exactly what to better. do with it. Yeah. No, his brain's saying. It's just 
I think he's still kind of learning the way the game works. Yeah, and I think he panics a little bit. But playing in a system like that, you're kind of... You kind of have to know how things work, if that makes sense. And yeah, maybe yeah. he's still working that out. We don't work well with pure, just unadulterated strikers. Yeah. Unadulterated, that's just awkward. So as far as most frustrating? Sabo's probably up there. I Yeah, he's Sabo probably pretty good, is. Pretty good, uh, pretty good shot for the belt. But at the same time, he's one of the most satisfying players to watch as well. Yeah. So satisfying. I mean, yeah. going back to the MLS Cup, that goal that he scored in the MLS Cup was... Mm. Just a peach. Yeah. I've, I've never been peach. so satisfied watching a goal as yeah. I have with that one. Yeah. A peach. A Georgia peach. <laughs> Speaking of Atlanta. I was not an Atlanta reference. Let's see. Uh, sure. we got to come sure up with something dumb to close the show with. Uh, oh, but before we do that, TIFO painting Friday night. Oh, yeah. At Messed Up Ryan. Or yeah. RSL underscore TIFO. If yeah. you have some free time and you want to paint and have fun and so. Tweet one of those two guys. Well, <coughs> same guy. Tweet one of those two I accounts. It was a mystery. Or even tweet us if you need details, and we'll get you the and info. We'll, we'll get you info. Yeah, come paint and sew and have fun. Yeah, and uh, support your club. Club. I can't talk to him. I I think this is going downhill even <laughs> yeah. faster than normal. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's been going downhill this whole episode. Let's uh, <laughs> let's just call it now. Call, we have, have, have a dumb question, right? Tradition, come on. Just because I missed a oh. week. It's always, it's always you that comes up with a dumb question. Right. I don't have a dumb question. Uh, oh. No pressure. No pressure. Uh, which player, I guess? Uh, I've got see, one. You, good. Because you just I said he always comes up with it. Now you have one. Now, now I've got Thief. one. Okay. Thief. So who wins in a pie eating contest? Oh, wait. Plata. What kind of pie? Blueberry. Plata. You think so? Yeah. Wow, it's uh, always the little guy. He he was he was the first guy I was gonna name. You were very sure the there. I was gonna say Plata. I was or... gonna say Connor Casey, but he doesn't play for us. So, <laughs> so maybe that's the problem: is he won the unions by eating contest. <laughs> so Plata or um, Grossman? Grossman. Yeah, Grossman. He could probably he could probably take down a pie. You don't think Lalo's a pretty big guy? I bet Lalo could eat some pie. Yeah, we'll throw in Lalo. I was going to say Plata, Grossman, and... uh, Let's Garcia. Armando could put some pie down. Yeah? I could just see Garcia, like, grinning pie, like, shooting his back. Just, like, lifting the pie up to his face, even. (laughs) Plata. Plata? Does it it matter? I mean, because here's the thing. You said, what kind of pie? Uh, I said blueberry. And you were immediately like, Plata. What if I said apple? Plata. What if I said rhubarb? I'd say, what the hell kind of pie is a rhubarb? You've never had a rhubarb pie? Dude, they're so good. I've heard of them. They're pretty they're good. They're fantastic. I thought you lived in <coughs> What? I thought you lived in the South. I guess time. not properly. I don't know if that's a solid What about thing. key lime pie? That's a solid pie. That's going to be Savo. Savo. 100%. Savo. Why? Costa Rica. Sure. Oh, is key, is key lime the national fruit of Costa Rica? <laughs> Nobody told me? Yes. No idea. Uh, apparently... Mm. Chicken pot pie. Oh man, I'd win that. <laughs> I freaking love chicken pot pie. Sounds good to me. Shepherd's pie? Uh, Mulholland, probably, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And everybody else would just be like, The pride of Preston. You, you can have mine. <laughs> you can have mine. Sounds I like that. We gotta make that nickname stick. The pride of Preston. Alright, then. <laughs> 
pride of Preston. Anyways. Yeah, I is he, that... Wait, is he from Preston? Yes. No, I just said that for the elevator. That was sarcastic. Yeah, he, yeah. I picked up on that. Yeah, he's from Preston. <laughs> okay. Which is in England. Which is in England. Oh, so he's English. <laughs> Didn't know that about him. Uh, see you next week.